Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is the tank top god, Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Cole partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Every single word you said was a fact. <laughs> it is. I'm pretty right. sure. <laughs> I wouldn't you say it if the it truth was. for I about 30 seconds straight, bro. That was cool. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, tell a lie on this show. <laughs> well, there is a little bit of cap. What? Even from the even from the unbiased king himself. Hmm. But you guys will hear, you guys will see for yourself shortly. What up, everybody? I'm glad y'all here. <laughs> um, I say this a lot, but man, this is a fucking crazy week. FCW. If I gave it some initials, you know it's a big deal. Yeah, Josh really likes it. It's an EFD. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, also joining us, it is my brother, the producer of the show. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. Big news. What up? What up, nerds? <laughs> Did you almost censor yourself? Did you just almost call us bitches? I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say bitches. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, how, I was like, how fucking dare you? We getting spicy, huh? This evening. Yeah, I guess it's New Jump City. Got the Sometimes it's a real oh. what up, bitches kind of day, you know? I feel that. Oh, well... This week in particular, huh? Mm, yeah, uh, we got a we got a big week this week. It's a it's a you know we got a we only got four series. We got Jujutsu Kaisen. No, oh, right. don't be modest. It's fucking crazy, guys. One Piece came back. Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking I'm getting to it, Josh. I'm fucking <laughs> getting to it, dude. You know what? You what? Why don't you run this show? <laughs> we are gonna be running this show, Chris. That's that's what's. That's what's crazy. Yeah, Brian and Josh are taking up a little bit more of the recap portion uh, for the show. Uh, I still got one piece because uh, that's Bay, but everybody. Yeah, else... Chris is uh, Chris. Chris always. Oh gosh, sorry guys. Oh come on, Josh. Chris always gets access to goat piece. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. We uh, one piece is back. Chainsaw Man is back for the second week in a row. It's been a while. Uh, you know, it's it's good to have it back. Uh, so let's get let's not waste any time. Let's get into the plugs. You can find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. That's on Instagram and um, at NY Chillin with an E N, not an I N G, and that's uh, on Twitter. Ooh. Get at me, guys. Ooh. Hey, listen. My Instagram's on private, so, you know, mm. just follow me. Yeah, you got to follow him. I don't know. Send me a message, too. Be like, yo, I'm a New Jump City fan. What up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of weirdos out there, so I like to keep my shit private in yeah. general. Yeah. That's Even good... before the fame. That's good. That's good to have boundaries. Over 100 YouTube subscribers. What's up, y'all? We made it, dude. 100? fucking lit 113 at the time of this I'll recording yeah take it i I'll love all y'all yo i hope y'all i'll be out here and listening to this gibberish because yeah. we really about to get into some uh some information <laughs> yeah um brian what are your plugs you can find me at beat out esp on both instagram and twitter and if you ever want to catch me when i'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Every week, we do a really good chapter of the week poll for you guys to take part in and let us know what you guys thought. And what is your favorite 
uh, chapter of what we covered this week. Uh, we we ran it this week again. I'm I'm back on it. I'm back at consistent. <laughs> we have uh, we have a poll going. We do have a definitive winner. Uh, very excited to share uh, with that one because uh, it caught me by surprise even. Uh, so yeah, check us out on there. Vote, vote for your favorite series. We've been up. You know, it's like 62 votes I think this week. So you know, keep it coming, guys. Follow us on there. Uh, follow us on Instagram at New Jump City. The handles are all the same. Uh, we're on TikTok as well because we're cool and we're hip with the kids. <laughs> so that's what Brian said. Brian did say yeah, that. I that. he's the youngest of the group. He so is he the youngest. <laughs> Brian is our youth outreach program. <laughs> uh, but yeah, follow Dead us out. on there. Uh, we we really only post clips of this show, but maybe I don't know. I'll post manga rex or something i don't know who knows who knows what we'll do i'm not good at social media i'm not cool with the kids like brian is uh but yeah you could uh do all that email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about on the show uh yeah send us questions and whatnot we do we do have questions <laughs> we can't get into them today do you guys want to do it i don't i don't think we ever made that call oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. We will retroactively decide. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 see how we feel at the end of the show, but uh, we do have uh, questions to answer. You can continue to send us questions that we'll get to eventually. <laughs> at New Jersey, that's Pop. so sick. Yeah, I was able to use the word retroactively without having to force it. I'm honestly pr- proud of you, dude. You did it. Thanks, man. It's <laughs> cool. It's pretty neat. I bet. Uh, yeah, email us at newjumpcitypod.gmail.com or comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, whether it's on the full video or like the whole like highlight breakouts we make for you guys, uh, leave us a comment. Uh, you know, any feedback is appreciated. Uh, even, I guess, mean feedback, but don't get too mean. Because <laughs> that'll be, that'll make me sad. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please don't get too mean. <laughs> uh but yeah get us on get on there uh engage with us guys we'd love to we we we, we comment back so you know engage 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 um but yeah that's i think that's it subscribe to us while you're at it i keep forgetting to tell people to subscribe because again i'm not savvy (laughs) but subscribe to us on youtube uh give us a like give us a share all the things if you like the show help get us around help get us popular um and uh, also if you prefer audio podcasts obviously every episode we've ever done is on itunes spotify wherever you listen to podcasts uh we only have like about a hundred out of the 180 something podcasts we've done at this point uh on youtube so the rest of the episodes are on itunes spotify wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to go all the way back to when we were like covering in the middle of wano we were like an act two or something when we started the podcast so yeah you could see all the things we got wrong yeah. <laughs> all the theories that we like missed on over the years um but and the single one theory that we got right oh my god i'm so, i've got so hype because we nailed it <laughs> um, you 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 Wait, wait, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. Let's not waste any time. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get. I did a little bit of research. A little bit of research. Oh god. Research, dude, you're killing it. Using retroactively correctly and doing some research. Bro, let's. You know what? We're in a good mood. Let's get into it. (laughs) Let's start the show. One piece. One. It is the return of the fucking champion, the goat. The champ is here. Uh, I always say World Trigger is better, but I mean, I mean, that's how my personal feelings. Can they be? 
Can they be co-goats? No. Co- cooperative. Not in my heart. Mm. But One Piece is the legitimate, yeah. undisputed goat. Yeah. I feel that. I uh, I guess you could say One Piece is the Jordan and uh, World Trigger's the LeBron. Hmm? Mm. I don't know anything. I would say that. I yeah. would say that. I would that that works for me personally. That that feels fair. That feels fair. <laughs> uh, but let's get into it. One piece is back. I'm Color- back to with Kobe. No. Huh? Oh shit! Rest in peace. I mean, I'll, I'll sub out Kobe. Whatever you feel comfortable with. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, One Piece chapter one thousand and fifty four, the Flame Emperor. Uh, first of all, I'd like to point out I'm wearing my Soga King shirt in celebration. Soga King. I gotta point it this way because this Soga is Soga King. Yeah, I got can't my... see a whole camera, but like I believe you. <laughs> I'm sure the people could see it. Yeah, the people could see. All it. right, I can fix. <laughs> That's fire. Yeah, yeah, I got the Discord on cut like that guy. Damn. <laughs> this is Brian over. If everyone watching on the video, yeah, I got Brian on the lowest screen and Chris on the top like that. Yeah, so... and I got my One Piece hat. So you know, celebrating the goat return. Uh, big fan. I I I have a World Trigger hat uh, shirt. I'll wear it for when we cover World Trigger. I have a Sanji head. Hey, I have Luffy over there. I forgot to bring him to the table. It's pretty lit. It is pretty lit. But anyway, 1054, Flame Emperor. Last we left off, um, uh, Ryugu-Kyu, Green Bull, I guess, for easy, <laughs> to make it easy on us. Ryugu-Kyu is pretty much a, a, a real mouthful there. Uh, he's, he's pulling up to Wano, and he's basically taking out all of Kaido's generals and hitmen and like henchmen solo dolo. And he's like walking over to the flower, uh, flower capital to uh, attack Luffy. It seems. Um, And it turns out the samurai match him up dead or alive. Yeah. Dead or alive. And it turns out um, the samurai peeped him coming, I guess Uh, they, they sensed the vegetation. Yeah, yeah, they sensed the vegetation, and uh, they all—well, uh, not all of them, but uh, a handful of them—actually end up confronting uh, Green Bull outside of Wano. Uh, we have Kawamatsu, we have Darkstorm, Cat Viper, Raizo, um, Shinobu. I think her name is—I forget uh, the the ninja's name—and Denjiro. They all um, confront Green Bull outside, and uh, Green Bull starts popping off immediately. And he's immediately very disrespectful and kind of alarming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it later. Dude, he just immediately just pops off like, don't get in my way, Samurai. You should know this by now. But because you guys are not affiliated with the world government, you have no human rights. <gasps> oh, shit. Uh, he said, you guys are not fucking people. So he just like activates his powers uh, and he reveals that he is a woodsman with the power of the woods, woods fruit. Uh, he's basically nature man. Uh, we gathered as much from, I guess, uh, what we've seen before. But, you know, it's an explanation of his ability. He's basically merged with the plants. He's like poison ivy at this point. Uh, just ultra powerful. He is a plant. Uh, he's swamp thing. I think that would be a better Better. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, Swamp Thing's pretty serious. Yeah, let's not, uh, you know, let's not throw that around too too loosely. That's fair. He is pretty serious. We'll see. We'll see. You know, One Piece characters ain't nothing to scoff at. No, 
So they could hold it down in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, so the um, the scabbards that are there are all fighting uh, Rigu Q. I keep saying his name. Well, I'll go back and forth probably. Uh, and then oh, Yama. Green Bull. Yeah, Green Bull. <laughs> Green Bull GB. Uh, <laughs> that's when Yamato comes in and smashes his head into the fucking ground. Um, and, you know, he declares that he is not going to, like, these people have been waiting 20 years to just celebrate without any form of oppression coming their way. Uh, and uh, they're not going to allow uh, anybody to disrupt that. Uh, and who and wouldn't you know, Momonosuke actually is following right behind him. Uh, he, he followed up. Yeah, he pulled up with uh, with Yamato, and um, he tries to use his flame clouds. They don't come out because I guess he's not entirely used to being a dragon man yet. Uh, so, you know, he instead elects to just go bite him, um, and uh, he's basically like trying to force him out. He's like, "Be gone! Get out of the capital!" Uh, Momonosuke gets captured in um, Green Bull's vines and uh, as the scabbards are about to go into a counterattack, uh, Momonosuke yells out that uh, they mustn't fight him uh, and that's where we cut away from uh, from Wano entirely actually to get into uh, a scene near Wano and who do we see but the ship of one fucking Shanks uh, he's just been chilling out there uh, for who knows how long and uh, he dropped specifically for Shanks. Oh yeah, I don't have a Shanks drop. <laughs> Red hair Shanks. Red hair Shanks. Uh, <laughs> like one winged angel. <laughs> yeah. Red hair Shanks. Red hair Shanks. Red hair Shanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that might be actually a little bit on point. Red hair Shanks. <laughs> We're gonna talk about it. We'll talk about it anyway. Uh, and 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 until we get a, a Shanks drop, we'll give him this. <laughs> I gave him this four kids Luffy yell. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So he's looking at the newspaper, uh, obviously, uh, of the page that is announcing Luffy officially as uh, for one of the four emperors with his wanted poster being uh, the Gear 5 Nika Sun God form. And he's like, well, well. And he's not shocked. <laughs> He's wait, he's like, well, well. It, get look who's an op now. Oh man. <laughs> Guess who's qualified to be a pack? <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah, at that point Tell Shanks flashes back uh to the day that they actually stole the gum gum fruit uh from the Navy. Uh and we even get a little who's who cameo uh on board. Um, the guy with the horns, that was who's who. Uh, and you know, basically he's just like, what the fuck do they want? There's nothing on here. Just this one devil fruit. Uh, and obviously they stole it. And apparently straight from there, they went to Luffy's town. It seems, um, that's what it seems. That's what it seems. I feel like that's, uh, that's the implication is that as soon as they stole this devil fruit, they pulled up to Luffy's village quick. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, the rest of the story, the rest is history. Shanks protects Luffy from the big sea monster, loses his arm. And, uh, I feel like Shanks is like, yes, all the work is coming to fruition. This arm that I sacrificed is it's finally paying off. It's finally becoming worth it. Um, so 
everybody's talking about how like they should land in Wano and go see Luffy. It's it's time. He's become a great pirate. That's that's the whole goal. You know, that's the thing that Shanks asked him to promise. You know, the the qualifier that Luffy had to get to to meet Shanks again is that they have to be uh he'd have to be a great pirate. Uh and Shanks is like I'm not interested in seeing Luffy right now. And uh, everybody's like, "What? Why?" And he's like, "Well, his boy is tearing up our fucking territory right now. Uh, yes. It would be bad if I'm like buddy buddy with the guy who's like henchman is just disrespecting me right now. Um, and his crew is like true, true. Um, yeah, that is annoying. That is frustrating. <laughs> I do love that that like Bartolomeo is like right? that that's being acknowledged yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, apparently that was shown. It was. A it's a cover story. story. I don't remember what page. It was a while captured. ago. It was a while yeah. ago. Um, where they were just uh, basically it was doing a long time ago. Yeah, the cover story was basically checking in with the fleet, so every one of them got a little bit of a like a look of what they were doing. Uh, Bartolomeo was that he was just going around fanboying about Luffy, and he burned Shanks's flag because he didn't know. He doesn't know his history. With Luffy. right, right, right. I feel like he, he wouldn't have done that. Shanks as well. Yeah. Knew, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was his OG and saved his life. Yeah. I love that. Um, but anyway, Shanks uh, goes upstairs uh, to Ben Beckman, who's just chilling. Oh, the, the fifth coolest person in the manga? Yeah. The, the, the apparent, according to Oda, the smartest man in the One Piece universe. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like got that. He's apparently like the the highest strategic mind in the in the verse as far as i know wow. um so yeah he approaches ben beckman ben beckman he pours him a little he pours him a drink he pours his captain a drink and uh he shanks looks at him he's like say beck i think it's time we make our move let's claim the one piece the hype train hype train yeah, I, I I believe that was Oda letting yeah. us know. Yeah, that it's time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, about to get real. Yeah, this implies that Lu- he had to wait for Luffy to achieve this level of his devil fruit in order for this to happen. Like in order for him to feel good about like actually going after the One Piece, I feel like he needs Luffy to do that. So, very interesting. Um. That being said, we cut over to the Navy HQ headquarters and we get some more information about what's been going on in the world. Uh, And this is what we kind of nailed. I don't know if we actually said this on a podcast. I think this was literally in our group chat where we were just like ruminating on what might be happening with the Reverie. Oh, shit. Was that in the group chat? It might be just in our group chat. So you guys have no obligation to believe us. I said, I said it. it. I was like, <laughs> oh, I come on. Y'all got to take on Yeah, yo, y'all got to take on a word for it, man. Yeah. I mean, we we basically come on, well, I got, I don't think I got to lie. This isn't even that like I, I mean, I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I get but whatever. What had happened was uh it is uh it turns out that there the the news on the street is that Sabo has killed uh King Cobra of Alabaster, the father of Vivi. Uh he dead now. Uh, so he gets one of these. And, uh, Nefilteri. Yeah, Nefilteri Cobra. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, they also burned the crest, the hoof of the Celestial Dragons, if essentially declaring war on the nobles themselves 
uh, because you know what it is. If you burn a flag, if you burn a symbol, you're declaring war. So pretty cool. Uh, it turns out that, uh, again, another thing we got right in our group chat is that Kuma was actually freed by Sabo and the revolutionaries. Uh, and despite both Ryukyu and Fujitora being there and actively fighting with them, the revolutionaries managed to escape with Kuma. Um, so, you know, uh, one of the Marines are like, well, maybe it was just like really hard for them to use all their power in a place where there's mad kings all over the place and the celestial dragons. Uh, uh, Akainu being a dick is like, don't give him excuses. They let him get away. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like both of their abilities, like are like huge. Like it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. well yeah. said, Brian. It's really hard. Like that is a very fair statement. But that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I thought it, when I first seen this, like um, I thought it was kind of wild too, but. The fact that it was only two admirals against four highly skilled with a plan, you know what I'm saying? These these revolutionaries, mm-hmm. and they ended up having Kuma's help after the fact once they probably made contact with him and freed him and allowed him to fight. So it makes sense. It's not like they were waging war right there. They were. It was an in and out mission, so it's very believable. This was uh, just you know I probably should have saved this for my thoughts at the end, but I just wanted to. Yeah. Um, I, that. <laughs> I mean, was, uh, this is called great execution, in my yeah. opinion. So Sabo has escaped with Kuma and the other revolutionaries. Nobody died, it seems, on their side. So good for them. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, as uh, Cobra was assassinated, apparently Vivi has also disappeared. Uh, that could mean either she left with them or Emu got her. Which I think that's what happened. I think Ebu has also one more possibility. The hmm? There's also one more you possibility. The former or the latter? I think uh, it's the latter. I think she. I think she. Got Emu. She got took. Got, like she's in. Like she's not safe right now. Yeah, she's not safe. There's also one more possibility, but we'll get to that at the end. Oh, sure. do, do you perhaps have a theory? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, theoretical Brian. <laughs> theoretical Brian. All right, so all right, so you know, Vivi's gone. Uh, there's also, you know, the uh, apparent attempted murder of Saint Charlos, that one celestial dragon that everybody fucking hates, the one that Luffy socked in the face all the way back into the Sabaudi, um, and the one that uh, Doflamingo's family, uh, Saint Myos Guard is his name. Uh, he he. Beat him. Was Doflamingo's family? Mm-hmm. Same my relative, not directly yeah. his mom and dad. No, no, it's his relative. Right, right, right. They never denounced their their. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just Doflamingo's father, and he brought them along as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rest of the Don Quixote family seems to be there. Uh, right, but my my Oscar, uh, also showed up in the Fishman Island flashback. Um, mm-hmm. He was the celestial dragon that was rescued by. Uh, Queen Otohime way back yep. in the day. So, yeah, with the blood transfusion. Yeah, and um, that's that's what led him to to basically almost killing Saint Charles because I don't know if you guys remember or for everyone listening, um, back during the Reverie arc in between Whole Cake and and Wano, there was a, a altercation between um Saint Charles, one of the Celestial Dragons, and Shirahoshi. He Tells one of his guards to like remember, like run up on her and grab her, and he's like, "Oh, I caught her, and he's gonna turn her into his personal slave." Y'all know how they do, horrible. Mm-hmm. 
And um, St. Myers guard stood up for her and I think punched that nigga in his face or something like that. Like, I don't remember what happened. I think he hit him with like a wooden plank or something. He hit him with he hit him very hard. Uh, yeah, he he got him. Yeah, he, he they say Princess Shirahoshi. Yeah, and you know they and it was crazy because Luchi was there too, and mm-hmm. they stopped like the other people from like interfering. Oh. Um, with uh, yeah. So that was, I cause I'm I'm bringing this up because I remember reading this and drawing a complete blank. So I said, nah, I I, I need to figure this out. Yeah. So I went back to the Reverie Arc, and there you go. Yeah. Um. There's on top of that, uh, this is just like not a great couple days for the for the Marines, because as it turns out, after Cobra was uh, assassinated, um, ever since the kings have returned to their nations, uh, there's been this eight nation revolution that like is mm. a, and uh, there's already like eight nations that seem to be a part of the revolutionary revolutionaries, I think. Is what I'm like. I feel like it's written strangely. I don't know if it's a translation thing, but this is what I got from it: is that there's an eight nation revolution, which I feel like is the nations that are allied with the revolutionaries in one way or another. Uh, and now that now that Sabo has killed what is of uh, a, a person of celestial dragon descent, uh, the it has like kind of stoked the fires of rebellion in more nations across the world. Uh, seeing as how nobody likes those motherfuckers uh, and Cobra being the only uh, representative, so to speak, in a tangential sense, because he's not a celestial dragon, but he is the only one who's a descendant of the original 20 founders to actually attend the reverie and be in the meeting. Uh, the other celestial dragons don't really take part in it, it seems. So, yeah, the the apparent assassination. But the other kings do. The other kings do, aren't they technically celestial no. dragons? No. Or descendants of? No, because Riku, King Riku from Dressrosa, he's not a he's not a Doflamingo. He's not a, like a Don Quixote. Right, which is why their situation's different. Oh no, they did pull up to the reverie. Right, Rebecca did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just because uh... you're like a king of a nation that that is uh one of the founding nations doesn't mean that the uh, monarch there is necessarily related to the celestial dragons. And and you're saying Cobra was the only celestial dragon out of all of the kings. Yes, the only one who can claim celestial dragon status because he's an original, he's an actual descendant of one of the 20 leaders that founded the government. I see. Yeah, there's celestial dragons who are just 20 families that are descendants of people who founded the world government. And then they're just like kings of various nations. Um, some of them may be uh, people from the countries that these founders founded, uh, founders came from. Some of them are just like new people, like Fishman Island. None, they don't have like any type. Right, right. Dragon. They're fish people. Yeah. So. Until they mix with one of them or something, but whatever. Yeah, I believe this is their first yeah, time at the reverie. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So it's not a okay. Wasn't well, Fisher Tiger also against uh, celestial dragons and shit? Well, yeah, he was, absolutely. He was an he actual was slave. slave. <laughs> he was a literal Mary Joe slave. He was Joy Boy for a second. Yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was, he was the next he was closest Nico. thing. He was Nika, man. For a hot second, man, he was he was the man, yo. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to a real nigga. What if, young he did, what if he did have the gum gum fruit? 
No. We would have seen it. <laughs> we, well, he would have used that. He wouldn't that. have been able to do fish stuff, that's for sure. He wouldn't be able to swim, necessarily. So he'd be able to breathe. <laughs> Jack has a devil fruit, and he was just chilling down there. Really? Yeah. Jack, Jack is a fish man. But he could swim? No. He could just he survive could just down there. <laughs> he can like he can breathe underwater, but he just can't swim at all. So he's just down there. <laughs> he's just on the seafloor like that that was that one moment. I don't know if you remember when like uh when Zoe smacked the shit out of his boat and he was just like he was like, Come get me someone. Oh yeah. Oh shit. I didn't even realize that. I didn't know he was a fisherman. Yeah, he's a fisherman. So random. Yeah. <laughs> he, just so, he just so happens to be a fish man. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Well, All anyway, right. the chapter ends with apparently Sabo, the information that Sabo is being worshipped now. He's even probably got more status than Dragon himself uh, now that he's assassinated what is a celestial dragon in apparently a lot of people's eyes. Um, so, you know, big deal. And, uh, you know, he's being tied to Luffy because, you know, everybody knows that they're brothers. So I guess what I imagine is a revolutionary is just spreading the gospel of Sabo and is like, uh, and on on the flip side, in the world of pirates, the Flame Emperor's brother, that's what they're calling him now, the Flame Emperor. Uh, the Flame Emperor's brother has up, upended the old order by, you know, defeating Big Mom and Kaido. So, you know, shit, times are changing. And, um... Akainu was like, wow, this is a crazy time for me to be in charge. Luckily, <laughs> I, I don't care what happens, though. I'll, 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 I want all the smoke. I'll take whoever wants to come at us, and I will drive each and every one of them to the depths of the fucking sea. And uh, that's where this chapter ends. Pretty uh, fucking sick. Yeah, lots to dissect, um, honestly. I, I guess I should get out of the way. Is this anybody's RGC? This is my RGC. This is, awesome. this is my RGC. Whoa! You gotta give it to One Piece. Then this is a unified really good chapter of the week. Unified RGC! Unified RGC! Unified RGC! I love that drop. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into our thoughts. Josh, what did you think about this chapter? So I'm still, I don't know what the right word for it is, but um, I I felt like I had to give One Piece the RGC. And I don't do it begrudgingly. It's just that, man, the other, a couple of the other chapters were just that solid to me. Um, but, you know, we'll save that discussion for later. Uh, yes, One Piece returns. And even though it was contentious, it is my favorite chapter of the week. Let me tell you a little story. I for sometimes the conditions you absorb something in, like that you like when you decide to read something or listen to something or whatever, however your mood is in or how you're feeling physically, can really affect how you how you take how you take in information. I started reading One Piece when I was at work. I was very tired. My feet was hurting. And I was like towards the end of my break. So I, so I told myself, oh, I don't have a lot of time. So let me try to at least like knock out like one piece 
Cause you know, my friend was pr- at work was pressing me to read it. Cause like, he was like, Oh, it's really good. It's really good. So started reading the first few pages and I just, what it got to where they showed shanks and I just wasn't excited and I knew something was wrong. And I was like, it's gotta be me. <laughs> this <laughs> it's gotta be me. So I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even finish. I actually didn't even have time to finish the chapter. Mm. So I guess I'll blessing in disguise because you know i share how i feel with my friend at work and he's like nah you're bugging and i was like i know i'm bugging man i don't know i maybe i'll just feel better later so um i get home i uh chill eat i actually played a video game for like a couple hours and it's like late i'm like almost falling asleep and um i start to smoke and i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna at least try to read one piece now even though i'm still tired i was like i want to at least read it because i'm interested in how the chapter finishes you know but something told me like yo josh read the last read the last chapter first just to remind yourself because i started re- i started this chapter from the beginning when ryu, when ryu goku was walking and i was like Wow, he really started it exactly where he left off. But I wasn't sure, so I went back to the last chapter, mm-hmm. read that whole thing, and then as I read that, I got hyped. I was like, oh, shit, the next chapter is, like, right here, and I didn't even finish it yet. So, yo, like, I, I, it got the shakes, and I was like, oh, man, I started seeing the panels, uh, you know, reflecting on Luffy's past, and then, like, the little bit of talk between... You know, the crewmates, and it all gets to the part where he says, let claim the One Piece. I'm not going to make the complete edgelord prediction of or, or theory of saying that Shanks is going to be a bad guy. That he's all along been this mastermind that's been planning to, to, to get the One Piece offers. That sounds fucking ridiculous. To set up a child, to predict him to be the emperor, an emperor, and... Nika the Sun guy. Like this, there's a lot we don't know, but I'm not willing to believe that that is some type of evil, nefarious plan. However, it did make me think about, you know, what does Shanks represent and what does Dragon represent? I'll tell you this: we know what Dragon represents. We don't know his whole story. We don't know his whole background. But he is a revolutionary. He is fighting for change. He is fighting against the oppression of the celestial dragons and their marine cronies that uh enforce their their royal laws you know um what's shanks about they can't have the same shtick i'm not well i'm not saying they can't but it would seem a little odd for them to both be these guys that want to ultimately save and free the world i feel like this just a little bit more depth uh to shanks's character whereas whatever we learn about dragon it's going to just reinforce the fact of why he's a revolutionary we have no idea what shanks motivations are you know what i'm saying what led him to those so if dragon is the revolutionary what is he what is shanks the pirate i don't know what that means Hmm. these are just thoughts i had you know These, these these are the things that came across my mind so, and um, I think Otis setting us up for something. I'm going to continue my thoughts, but it sounds like you have a rebuttal, Brian. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to, like, the distinction between pirates and, and uh, revolutionaries is that mm-hmm. pirates aren't heroes, so to say. 
Like they're not there to actually go for change. They're more like selfish anti-heroes for some extent. Luffy is not a hero. He he makes that clear in everything that he, he like and how he acts. Most of what he does is mostly for selfish for a selfish uh for self for himself, but he also happens to align with other people in a good way. So he's not really doing things for righteous reasons. Um, but the revolutionaries are. So essentially the revolutionaries are if the world government if the world government are the villains, then the revolutionaries are the heroes, so to speak. Like they're the people who are actually doing things for righteous reasons. So you would so you believe that Shanks definitely has his his heart or his mind in the area of being against you know the marines especially as a pirate but also philosophically like against the celestial dragons perhaps like is what you're like implying that regardless of like his actual purpose it's something in that area similar what i'm trying to say is that don't be surprised if shanks has been like because he's a pirate he's not a revolutionary so don't expect him to like don't be surprised when he does something or that his intentions aren't as uh, good as we all think, you know, like, because that's exactly what I'm that's exactly what I'm anticipating, as a matter of fact. Yeah, one that's actually I was going to get to that towards the end of the of my thoughts, but um, I'll just go ahead and say it straight up. I think I think if I have a theory, it's that we're getting lined up to see Luffy end up facing off against Shanks for some reason. And it's not about someone being evil. It's about someone just being in your way and who wants it more. I think it's going to be a little bit more pure. Like, uh, I want it and you want it. And it's not about any agendas or politics. You know, it's just just for the pure joy of, of, of discovery. And, you know, I, I, I could see something poetic like that happening. But knowing Luffy or just knowing how shonen, shonen stuff works in general... Shanks is going to have to do something de- dis- divisive. Is that the right way to... Yeah, yeah. right? Like, this, It's going to have to do something in conflict with Luffy's interests or feelings, in my opinion. I-, I foresee something like that happening. But who knows? <laughs> I kind of... I'm not going to die on that hill. I, no, I, I think... Surprised, um, and that would sound super interesting to me. No, there's definitely, like, a, a conflict between Shanks and Luffy already. Luffy has acknowledged that yeah. if he if he wants to be the king of the pirates he has to beat all four emperors so i think he's always planned on fighting shanks from the beginning does he know shanks is an emperor like he knows now no yeah. he, i, I mean, think he's he always known. If he didn't know before. he's always known <laughs> all right uh but yeah i he he knew that he would have to fight it, like when he initially made the alliance with law law's only intention was to take down kaido and uh, Luffy's like, well, that actually works out because I'm planning on taking down all four of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Yeah, well, I was going to do that anyway. So, sure, <laughs> let's do it together. Uh, yeah, I, I like to think that maybe it's a little bit of uh, of both with Shanks. I think um, Shanks can have an ulterior motive without necessarily having like malicious intent, you know? Because he has a tie to the One Piece just by the fact that he was pretty close with Roger. Um, and uh, Roger, I think, gave him the hat, I would imagine. So, And he did say something to him before he died. So I think Shanks is acting on something that came from Roger. Not necessarily, maybe not an order, necessarily. 
Um, but you know, some they had a relationship that you know would uh, give me reason to think that like Shanks has a tie with Roger that that wants that makes him push towards the One Piece more than anything. Um, Shanks is an interesting one because he I I don't know if he cooperates with the government necessarily, but he seems to have a somewhat working relationship with them. Yes, because he can like, and that's very weird to me. Yeah. It's either he's red like, flag. Like if it's a red or a green flag, it's leaning more red. You know? Yeah, I think everybody's. I think everybody's uh, leaning towards red when it comes to Shanks a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, Shanks could also be using the world government his status. Uh, we don't know his actual relationship with the uh, with the Gorose. We don't know why they just let him pull up to their fucking office. <laughs> Uh, being one of the most notorious pirates in the new world. Uh, right. Who knows? Fucking weird, guys. Something's yeah. not adding up. Yeah, I would like to think that, like, Shanks is playing everybody, you know? Like, I don't think he has, like, a good relationship with them. He has some kind of arrangement, maybe, but it's not a friendly one, it feels. Um, I don't know. We have nothing to go on. Oda's very good at not giving us any clues, but still coming out with the most plausible thing possible. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the, well, the, you have more thoughts, right, Josh? I mean, uh, nothing major. All like, uh, like, let me see. Let me go through these pages. Um, yeah, I'm really. Oh, I mean, here's the. Fucking big! I'm none. I'm pretty sure like nobody, no one really like talked about this, but like in the group chat or prior. But who we all know, Sabo did not kill Cobra. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We all one hundred like we're all like yeah. on board here, right? I mean, like yeah, it could be the case, but I don't. I'm not betting on it. I wouldn't bet money on that. You know, neither would I. Mm-hmm. Um, so who did kill Cobra? Why did they kill Cobra? Right? I mean, where the fuck is Vivi? I hope I hope that she's with. The flame emperor himself. Yeah, I mean, world, <laughs> but, gov- uh, world I'll, government. Like, world government for sure. That? Shadow assassinated him. For sure. For sure. They don't like Alabasta. They don't like them. <laughs> they uh, been didn't like. Them, they did right? not. Once Cobra like was them. asking questions at the reverie that they did not like. Yeah, and also <laughs> like the the Mary Joie people don't take kindly to people who leave them. Um, the example being Doflamingo. You know, like his father left and it was like, you're on your own and allowed like his dad to be killed, basically. And yeah, they kind of instigated it, too. It didn't just happen. Right. They kind of like. No, I mean, like facilitated. Doflamingo's father was naive and he didn't he didn't realize how much people fucking hated celestial dragons. So when he descended upon like just these oppressed villages that were probably affected directly by them, they were not received well. And yeah, they, they was like, oh, they thought shit was sweet. Yeah, they thought it was, they, yeah, it's a tragedy, but it's understandable. Yeah, no. Uh, so and Doflamingo was not accepted back in, even though like he came back basically, and they just said, no, you left. Your father left. You and your brother are like dead to us. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so they don't take kindly to people who leave them. There's definitely like a huge classist and elitist slant towards. The uh, the Gorosei and Emu and the Celestial Dragons, 
where they see them ob- themselves obviously as above people. They call other people humans. They don't see themselves as human. Um, yeah. They see themselves as higher than that. So uh, they were also talking about, you know, when the Gorosei went to go see Emu, he was like, what light should we extinguish now? That light's supposed to be Alabaster. They're talking about genocide again. Uh, so I think they're trying to get rid of Alabaster. Because um, they don't like Alabaster. Damn. Yeah. That would be incredible. You know, guys, I have one last uh, thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's more of like a fun thing. Well, not really. All right. Um, a friend brought up this weird question to me, and he was like, Do you think, like, how do you feel about, like, Marines having Conqueror's hockey? And I said, What do you mean, like, power scaling wise? Or you mean, like, philosophically? And I was like, you know, he's like, well, you know, like, because, like, do you think they should all have it, like, like at this point, you know? And I told him, no, for two reasons. Both, for, one for power scale and one for, for on a philosophical level. So I'm going to go with the latter first, right? Marines are the fucking cronies of Celestial Dragons. They are not conquerors. They're not leaders. They are not independent thinkers. They're fucking brainwashed lapdogs. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 like I said, they're grunts. Feel me? Dogers. <laughs> they're not about ruling nothing. You, you feel me? They, so I don't, I don't, I think that the, you know, the way the power works, I mean, if we see the people who do have it, right? Kaido, Big Mom, Zoro, um, Luffy. Etc. Etc. Like these are all people who don't bow down to no fucking body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This, the only thing they have is mutual respect for other people, and it has that has nothing to do with strength. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're real bosses. You feel me? Real, real leaders um, of for their own, you know, groups of people. Not these Marines. But I think that not only do they not qualify for it, I don't think it's necessary because. You know, Conqueror's Hockey or how it's used offensively with Rio. Um, it's just an offensive technique. You know, like, armament hockey was something that I feel like kind of everybody has to have because without it, you could do absolutely nothing to Logia fighters. And that's kind of the whole point. Mm-hmm. Plus, it also gives you a general boosted strength and durability that it's like if you don't have it, you better have one wicked ass fruit to make up for it. You know what I mean? It's that much skill, but I mean, everyone has armament. Hockey, the, the Rio is like a is like a a skill to fight against. You know what I'm saying? These these other these other people, and I think they can get around shit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think someone like you know uh, the Green Bull could definitely get around someone with Rio. You know what I mean? They're not he's not gonna auto lose just because someone could use that technique. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think it's fair. I don't think they should have it, and I think it would be fine if they didn't have it. If I see a kind of with that shit, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, I would say that like the admirals would probably have it. If and if anybody in the Marines has it, it's probably in the admiral circle. Um, Garp. That's the only thing I'll accept. Garp and Sengoku. No, fuck them, man. They work for the government. They're fuck sure- them. But you know, like uh, Conqueror hockey does. Garp is also Garp is also a D. So there's that. Yeah, Garp is like 
and the the D the legend of the D is that they're like enemies of the gods. So I guess so. Man, they made weird. a mistake. They brought him into the government. It was like maybe we can control the will of D. <laughs> I think so. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Right. That is, that makes sense. And and it didn't work. Yeah. And they're oh, like, well, Yo, you want a promotion? You want to be an admiral? He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't become an admiral when he could have. He stayed vice forever. That was a choice. Because I think when you're an admiral, you're you're for real. Like, you got to do what we say, dude. <laughs> I think vice admirals probably have a little bit more freedom. Uh, to move yeah, slightly shit. more agency. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Smoker has all the agency in the world. He just goes where the fuck he wants yeah. and floats around <laughs> essentially. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's an interesting question. I would, I would think maybe the admirals have it. Higher-ranking people in the world, the government, to some degree, so have it. The thing about the admirals are that they're devil fruit powerhouses for the most part. They you don't right. look at the admirals for hockey power. Essentially, yeah. I think hockey is more of a pirate thing than a uh, uh, navy thing. Mm. Essentially, uh, like conquerors hockey. Well, you know, Smoker yeah, has hockey. Players. Yeah, Smoker because, has armament. You know, it's because we show like yeah, sure they have like basic level hockey. You know, like mm -hmm. like armament, like observation. That's all they really need. But um, this series isn't all Conqueror's Hockey. Conqueror's Hockey doesn't solve every situation. Yeah, that's also like rare. Long, long Kid versus Big Mom. It's right. like sometimes Devil Fruits overpower even like the strongest level of hockey, which is why Akainu exists. Akainu is the ultimate fucking eraser. Like he, he, it doesn't matter how much hockey you have, he'll erase your shit. He's magma. I mean, with his nice quirk, his magma. fucking Devil Fruit. Someone's excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Josh, where did those are your thoughts? That was everything, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all have anything left to say. Yeah, after I do. Make so many rebuttals. Brian, so I, have a few, up, Brian? I have a few points. Uh, first off, uh, something that I just realized right now. If you look at the cover page, one of these things is not like the others. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me go back. Let me go. Let me go check. Buggy. One of these things are not like the others. Let me see if I can figure it out on my own. You want it? <laughs> Man, you gotta make it go all hit? the way back. I closed the chapter, Brian. I think you'll be able yeah, to see it. Too. This should take forever to, to load up. Jesus Christ. Lord save me. Shanks? Okay. Shanks is not like the others. Everybody's like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody oh. has a big, wide smile, and Shanks is the only one that's not smiling like them. So. It's pretty clear that Shanks is the odd one out in this race. He's dying next. I think I think Buggy is more likely to become a fucking pirate king than Shanks, due to this cover page. Just because of this cover page, I know that's saying a lot. Brian, <laughs> I know that's saying a that's lot. Going on TikTok. <laughs> Just because that's going on TikTok. That's what bro. Brian because said. Brian said, "Put him to tear your ass up, Brian." Just remember, the One Piece made everybody what smile and laugh. And all three of these guys are smiling and laughing and they're fucking, they look crazy. But Shanks is the only one that's tame. So I think that's just one little red herring. Well, pun in, no pun intended. One little red herring that Shanks is not going to be uh, Pirate King before any of these guys. Well, I'll say and this. Whoever replaces him next will have a smile and fit in with the others. And, um, well, I'll say this. I think... 
maybe that is like a little bit of an intentional thing. Uh, there, there could be something uh, intentional to this uh, cover page. Oda does like to hide things in color page spreads sometimes. Um, so maybe, yeah, it could be just Shanks' personality, but you know, that, that, is, that could also feed into a lot of things going on with Shanks and why he's different from the others. Everybody else is an absurd person except for Shanks. He's pretty much... Hey, Shanks is way too cool to do anything like that. Like, mm. to express too much emotion? Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. He's had to, he's red hair Shanks, Brian. Like... <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's the point. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, point. I, I hear what Brian's saying. I think it makes sense. I don't. He's a gangster. He's a gangster, but he's not the gangster, essentially. Well, he's he's more of like he's more like the setter than the spiker. You just said you just said you said Buggy holds more weight. Yeah, Buggy. Judging by the the cover page, he's more likely. I'd say just by the cover cover page alone. You heard it here first. All right, on to the next. Uh, Let's get on to what happened to Vivi. All right, so there is a theory out there that there's a theory out there that Kuma sent Vivi somewhere else before she could get captured by the world government or by the Holy Knights, essentially. Mm. So mm. he either sent her to uh, the revolutionaries, to Dragon, or she's on her way to Wano right now. Hmm. So, well, that, that's one of the possibilities. So there's three possibilities. Vivi either got captured, uh, Sado got away with her, or Kuma sent her somewhere else. I would say Kuma's is probably a little unlikely given how we don't know how much agency he has or control over his devil fruit post-death. So True, he's a full robot now. Yeah, he's a full robot, and his last, like, request to, uh, like, his last action as as sentient Kuma was to protect the Thousand Sunny. So I don't know how operational he is in, in that sense. I'm not counting it out, but it would... Uh, we really have to get a baseline for how much of Kuma is left in there. Because I don't think, I think the whole point is that there isn't anything left of him. Um, but I don't know who knows. Maybe, maybe that would, that would be explained more. That's one thing I'll say that is like unlikely, but we've been wrong before. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's yes, entirely yeah, wrong. I have been wrong before. <laughs> Um, there is also one more theory. Oh my god! Um, so, uh, and it's also in reference to Shanks, mm. right? And how this is all going to go down. So essentially, uh, there's a theory that Davy Backfight is going to come back, mm. and Shanks, Oops. Shanks is going to do a Davy Backfight for the Straw Hat once they meet again. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would What's be like, that. Davey, so, you remember Silver Fox? Long ring, long land. The game they played with that fucking gag character, Hawking. essentially. <laughs> All right, so let me do. Let you me give you a little refresher, Josh. Josh. He, because it's not a very memorable arc. Let's be real here. I and remember. It, not it. a lot of people like it. When did it um, happen? It happened like right after. Skypea. No, right before CP9. It happened right after Skypea, before CP9. Adam. All right, so essentially, Afro so Luffy. Do you don't remember Afro Luffy? I'm sure a lot of people don't remember. Wow. I'm sure a lot of people no. don't remember. A uh, lot of Long people Rain, remember the Davy Backfights. Essentially, Davy Backfights is when uh, two pirates uh, challenge each other to a game with a price. Um, whoever wins gets a reward of their that they name. 
So during the Foxy fight, it was uh, whoever wins this Davy back fight, I could take one of your crewmates. Um, so, and and every game that they play, uh, they lose more and more crewmates to the Foxy Pirates. And in order to get them back, you have to play for them. You have to fight for them. So um, essentially, it's not even like you don't have to have a malicious intent for the Davy back fight. It's just an agreement between pirates to uh, do a to play a game. Uh, in which they get a reward of whatever they name, as long as they agree to it. Um, and this Davy back fight would be between the red-haired pirates and the straw hats, which would make sense because they're not—they don't really hate each other, so they're not gonna—they're probably not gonna fight over anything else. So a Davy back fight would be the most like um, sportsmanlike fight between the two. You know, it would make the most sense. You know, they. How they play the game, they stake something on it, and they fight for it. And everybody can go for it, I guess. Anybody on the Straw Hats could go against each other. So I think that would be pretty, a pretty interesting way to bring it back. Make the Long Ring, Long Land arc actually make sense. Well, I think it makes sense. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. A lot of people discount the Davy Back fight <laughs> as like... And, and you know, you can have your feelings about it. I get it. It's not... It feels the most fillery. It feels like manga filler. It's so strange that that arc, but I enjoyed it because um, it does have like kind of a significance. I would say, I think the significance of the Davy back fight is that like it it preceded an arc where things got extremely difficult for the Straw Hats, where like the Grand Line suddenly went up a level after they got back from Skypea, and they nearly lost everything, like several times over. Yeah. Um, and the, the idea of Luffy taking on this silly competition that like seemingly has no stakes, but then when he, like when he got to his game, which is just a fight, he almost lost everything. Like he almost lost the right to be a pirate essentially. So it, yes, it was a silly game, but it was to prove that like Lu what Luffy doesn't understand is that like in that moment, even this silly little thing could have meant the end of everything, um, uh, in a sense. But that's the thematic element that I took from Davy Back fight. Um, no, that was, that was, that's why I think it's coming cool. back against Shanks. I think it makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at it. I think it makes sense the idea of a Davy Back fight and like Oda's tendency to bring back things from thousands of chapters ago. Um, I, w I wouldn't hate it. I, maybe that's what the Elbaf arc is: is that they get to Elbaf and they do the Davy Back fight there. Because I think I think Elbaf would be the perfect place for it because combat is seen as a sport in Elbat, like for giants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's theorized that Elbaf has ties to Shanks in general. That's like what people think. I was think. just about to ask that. Is that technically, is that Shanks territory? Or that's we don't know. Yeah. Maybe Bart, maybe Bart, maybe Bart is just causing up a storm in fucking. I think we would uh, see giants more, but I don't know. I feel like it, we would have noticed giants on Bartolomeo's story. He has a different territory. They would have said Elbaf as well. Where else would they, they be heading to get... Like, if they have to cut through Wano to get to where they're going, where else would he be? Well, no, they're not going after Bartolomeo. They're just saying that, like, they can't buddy-buddy with Luffy publicly because his boy is tearing up their other territory. Shanks has oh, probably see. a bunch of islands under his, like, control. So Barto just hit one of them. Um... But yeah, I mean, Josh, uh, Brian, do you have uh, any other thoughts? 
Um, no, that's it. <laughs> uh, this was a big chapter filled with a lot of information. So yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short because we've been on One Piece for like an hour. If I think actually yeah. thinking about it, so um, pretty brief. Honestly, we're reaching the point of One Piece that I've been waiting for personally. Uh, you know, I I love One Piece top to bottom. But my favorite parts are always these like middle, like in between arcs, uh, where we get to see like the world react to things and how the world has changed and evolved since the Straw Hats were out there. Um, that's practically like an element of storytelling in manga that like Oda created. <laughs> the idea that like this world, like worlds, can be living organisms that aren't like necessarily tied to the protagonists. And uh, and and move and change on their own, and that's what I always loved about mm. One Piece more than more than anything. Honestly, it's just a lot of people say that One Piece is the king of world building, and it's true for this reason. Um, there's no other manga really does it like that, you know. A lot of manga very do very much tie the elements of their world to the protagonist that that inhabit it. Um, and Oda's the only one that just like allows it to grow without it, independent of them. Um, mm. But I, yeah, that's why I love it. I'm I'm very excited for co- what comes next in One Piece in this post Wano arc. So glad that we don't have a break next week from One Piece. Uh, hopefully that continues onward. Uh, we get more non breaks. Uh, we're getting color pages again next week apparently from One Piece. Very exciting about that. Um, but yeah, uh, not much else to say. Everybody said what I wanted to say, so um, no no point in uh, bashing the hammer hitting the nail too hard on the head or whatever the saying is um but yeah without further ado um we should move on yeah yes sir then let's uh, go oh yeah let us know what you think about one piece I'm, I'm trying to get more calls to action going but uh comment what you guys thought tell us your theories about what's going on um uh, but yeah let's uh let's move onward chainsaw man uh I'm going to throw this over to Josh now because he's volunteered to take on Chainsaw Man. Sure did. Uh, go for it, boy. All righty. I actually did not download it on the tablet yet. Just wow. give me one second. Wow. Unprofessional. Okay, guys. Chainsaw Man, chapter 100. How to walk through yeah, one hundo. That's so funny that he didn't even make it to 100 to end the series, the, <laughs> the first part of the series. Yeah. I think he could have did that, but whatever. I, good for him for not forcing it, I guess, for yeah. fighting the, the OCD urge. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. How to walk shoeless. This isn't one of those... Uh, one of those out there titles that's like metaphorical or something or meant to be like a, 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 a joke or a clever remark on the situation of the chapter or reference that happens guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's about as, uh, as exciting as it gets. Now let me stop. So anyway, um, we start back off where we left, uh, where last chapter, we had the main character, um, Mitaka. What's that? Asa Mitaka? Yeah, Asa Mitaka. Um, yeah, we had the main character, Asa, end up uh, getting involved in this club that hunts uh, devils, I guess, after school, right? Yes. Club yeah, they just allow yeah. children to do this. 
They're just right, like, right. This was this was a confirmed thing that we all accepted. Yeah, let's give, <laughs> so, let's give these teenagers you know, weapons and uh, let them walk around the school. Yeah, the shoot the school. They're in the school. I thought they were walking around the neighborhood. Well, I think they're like part of the assignment is a neighborhood, but they're also in the they're in the school right now. Damn, is that lethal at school? I think I'd hunt for doubles. I guess like the miniature ones, the the non the ones that could probably grow into something worse if left. Yeah, that's not how it works. This isn't Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Well, what you else? know they have a chicken devil. Oh yeah, the more fear they have, the stronger it will get. Yes, right? so yes. All right, fair enough. Anyways, yeah. So you know they're doing this seemingly harmless club activity. <laughs> um, us is like really feeling like down on herself. I mean. She feels super awkward that she's grouped up with this guy that gave her a hard no <laughs> when her alter, ev- alter ego war devil um, asked him out uh, purely for the sake of taking control over him. That was a that was a cool little quirk that the war devil has. Anyway, yeah, so she's dealing with, you know, the fact that she's in a group with someone that rejected her cold and hard. And, um... You know, she also feels bad about killing that uh, devil chicken thing. Bucky, the devil, when the she, chicken yeah, devil. Bucky when she fell, yeah, when she fell on it and its gut spilled out. So you know, she's an emotional wreck. Plus, she died, and like I said, she's has her body taken over by something else. So life's rough for us. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even gonna try to take that from her. <laughs> um, she's really going through it. They were, yeah, been going through it. She walks in the hallway and sees like these three girls, I guess from her class, and uh, she makes eye contact with one of them, it seems, and they just kind of like walk past her, and they start talking a little bit of shit, like when you know, like behind her back, and like kind of laugh at her expense. So you know, she feels like shit, and uh, <laughs> she's she decides to say, "Fuck it, I need to go home. Uh, I'm gonna make an excuse. I can't deal with this shit no more." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I just remember that." I have something to do. Wow, she could have did a little bit better than that. What's crazy <laughs> is that she actually is going through something like physically. Yeah, but yeah, I guess she doesn't feel like mentioning that. No, I think she said if she like lets anybody know, she'll she'll the war devil will kill her, right? Yes, ducks yeah. to be Asa. Yep. Um, anxiety galore. Plus, she's a high school student. I think those same girls uh, apparently like broke into Asa's locker and. And through, I don't know, chicken livers on her fucking sneakers? That's like, chicken. That's yeah. That's raw morbidly chicken. creative. Like, yeah. I never thought about doing that. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, man. Their uh, the pettiness, their pretty uh, creative levels of pettiness in Japan, mm-hmm. apparently. At least from the perspective of uh, this author, which, which name is? Uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, I think his name is. Thank you, Chris. Where would we be without the unbiased king? Anyway. <laughs> um, so the guy's in the group with them. <laughs> and uh, she's like, yo, like, you know, you good? And then she notices that the, the raw meat in the locker. And, you know, Asa's is like, I'm fine. And she clearly knows she's not fine. So she kind of like, you know, she actually decides to walk home barefoot. <laughs> I remember the out of the chapter guys yeah <laughs> learning to walk barefoot or something like that yep it happens this is it right here uh yeah you know ass is reflecting she's a teenage girl 
life is already tough, you know? Yeah. Aside all the other bullshit. Yeah, she was already, like, kind of a recluse and, you know, not really fitting in. And now this just made it ten times worse. Right. And, like, the crazy part is she starts getting fake consoled by the war devil. Because she, she notices that she's so depressed that she's, like, <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> damaging her feet walking home, like, shoeless. She's, like, shorty a while and, like, uh, what's, what's, what's up? She even offers, like, oh, like, you know, I've seen what happened with those bullies. We got bullies in the devil world, too. You need me to clean them up for you? No I problem. am indeed the war, war devil. This is what I do. Yeah. You, re- it would be nothing. I, re- <laughs> I retaliate. I retaliate for sport. For sport, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I literally sit here and wish every moment of my existence that somebody would. You feel me? So, um, yeah, I'm the wish. I'm the I wish somebody would devil. Right. Homegirl from the group uh, earlier ends up catching up with Asa, and she's like, "Oh, like you know, if you're gonna walk around without shoes, uh, I'll do it with you. Matter of fact, why don't we split shoes?" So that we share the pain. That's a real ass bitch right there. Mm-hmm. We need a drop for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll we use that. <laughs> I guess I'll use this for now, though. That bitch from Tokyo. There we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, right. Now, I just want to let you guys know something. It is much better to walk home barefoot than with one pair of shoes. Not only does it actually not feel good, like walking after a while, but you are hurting. You're damaging your uh, your back. I think. Mm. You know what? I'm not a physician or nothing like that. But you can Google it, guys. Walk walking with one shoe damages yourself. Hmm. Take you know, take my words for 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 you know, take my words lightly if you want. Yeah. Don't don't let them say I didn't tell you. Hey, anyway, the more, the more you know. Yeah, but she know Shorty doesn't know that. All, all she knows is that she wants to help out Asa, but no other reason but the fact that she can see someone is clearly in a lot of angst and pain. <laughs> you know, she is so, just a good you know, person, right? She's yeah, good which, for her being a good person. Yeah, which means Love she may it. or may not die at some point. <laughs> oh, I have to go there, Chris. <laughs> you know what? Let me get to the end of the chapter. So, okay, uh, <laughs> trust me, not much more than that. Um, she, so, yeah, you know, she's asked to fight. She's like, no, nah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take one of your shoes. That's weird. I'm I'm too miserable to have you help me out, you know? I know how it is. And uh, she's, not, she's not taking no for an answer. And she said, let's go. Let's get up out of here. So they run for what I assume is Miles. <laughs> over to wherever the fuck they live and um you know they may or may not have permanent lower back damage but i think they definitely built a friendship which is valuable mm-hmm. so is your lower back but friendship is also valuable that's true right? i mean those are, those are would, true I statements would i would say i think so I think so. I would say yeah. those are real statements that you can make about things. And then, like, so, so they make it back. I don't even know this girl's name with the glasses. Actually, does she does she ever ask her name? Yeah, they mentioned happened. it once, and I don't. I just don't remember what it is yet. All right. So if you're not <laughs> going to make the effort, neither will I. Um. So <laughs> I'll make the effort while you recap. 
There's Asa and then there's the cool ass girl. All right. So her friend, who's the cool ass girl with the glasses, um, they make it back to her crib and she's like, Alright, since I'm back home, I'm gonna just give you both my sneakers, you know, and mm-hmm. give them back to me. Or keep them or sell them or throw them away. Her name it's is Yu- her name is Yuko. It's in the very beginning of the chapter. You just couldn't like you just had to do it, Chris. I don't know. I was working. I had to do what I No, did. I'm impressed, man. I'm not I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I guess that tone did sound kind of what do you, what, what do you want me to do? Yes. Yeah. I wasn't doing nothing. No, man. I, you're dedicated to your craft, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I said, she gets her the sneakers. She's like, oh, you know, do whatever with them. You know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. See you tomorrow. And, you know, this this is why Chainsaw Man is really good. Like, one of the reasons Chainsaw Man is really good, in my opinion. Because, like, even on this last page, when she kind of just, like, is walking and looks down at her shoes. And just the facial expression is very organic. It's like a girl, she's like, kind of like, oh, like you could see there's a blend of emotions there. There's a, oh, these actually look kind of nice. And, uh, ah, these are comfortable. Like, she could be thinking about, like, wow, that was really nice. But one thing's for sure, she doesn't look miserable right there. That small gesture kind of helped her day out. And I think that kind of was the point of this chapter. Mm -hmm. But that was it, guys. Oh, but right before it ends, uh, (laughs) um, <laughs> the white devil's like, oh, all right, so should we go sell those? <laughs> she didn't say that. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking dumb? No. <laughs> no. I'm going to keep them forever as yeah. a token of our friendship. Not you, though. You're an asshole. Yeah, you're the war devil. Don't change so, man, guys. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, Yeah. Well, okay. that was. What's your thoughts, Chris? That was interesting. <laughs> this series—it wasn't was, bad. It just no, no, like... no, no, no. I really like this chapter. Um, no, it was a cool chapter. It was very Chainsaw Manny without the action, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chainsaw Man is very. When you think about it, like Chainsaw Man's action is just is very condensed, and the rest of it is just weird, deep stories like this, you know. Uh, yeah. Because uh, when Denji was the main character. <laughs> Back in the day, back in uh, back in the day, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of it was about Denji just being a person. Like he's like for those who don't know, Denji like comes from less than nothing. He's like the less bro- than yeah. He's the brokest of the broke, and you know he sold his eyes and kidneys for like money, like just so he could buy food. Um, and uh, yeah, the, that whole story was him just like m- reaching humanity to a point, you know, coming from like his darkest depths. Um, and, uh, this, this chapter, uh, it's a different story entirely. Obviously this is like for all intents and purposes, it's kind of a normal girl, um, going through kind of normal things except for the war devil. It's kind of like an interesting parallel to Denji in a way. Uh, cause Denji is also merged with a devil at the beginning of his story. And, uh, Asa is not dissimilar in that way. Uh, but yeah, it's two different stories. And uh, I, I like the I like the title. It's just like How to Walk Shoeless. It's, there's this like... Um, yeah, it's just like a nice story about kind of like bullying. And it's like a, a good example of how to be a, a good person to someone who's being bullied. It doesn't need, you don't need to fight their battles for them. You just need to 
uh, show kindness where you can, you know, and Yoko did that definitely um, just by sharing her shoes with them, even though it, it destroyed their lower backs, probably. Um, but the sentiment, yeah, for sure, shredded their whole yeah. lower back section because they were sprinting. Yeah. But you know, it's it's funny because it's like the diet. It is the two uh, extremes of human kindness and human uh, cruelty. You know, I guess in ter- in this setting, in a high school setting, when you look at bullying, um, it is just the example of how shady people can be, but also how nice people can be. You know, it's not like a monolith. People are not all good or all bad. Um, and we definitely see that with Yoko being the other side of the coin uh, to those girls. Um, it's very funny because this chapter you will blast through. This chapter is 22 pages yeah. long, almost like it's 19 pages long. I read this in like two minutes because a lot of it is um, very much spent establishing these like quiet moments and uh, and setting up these moods and really letting you... Uh, just share in the emotional pauses that Asa is having um, in any given moment, you know, whether it's the realization that like these people don't like her, the trauma that she's suffering from accidentally having killed Bucky and, um, mm. you know, just, uh, just her absorbing kindness in a way. Those are, yeah. Chainsaw Man is like something else. I don't think, I don't think I've ever read a manga like it. Uh, it's, it's very strange. Very deep. Yeah, there's a reason it sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I had to say. It probably would have been... Well, I don't want to say that. I don't know. I don't know what would have been my second place, to be honest, this week. Uh, everything... Was... I know for sure what was my second place. Mm. That's fair. I don't know. It was not this. This was actually in last place. But Whoa. Whoa. only because the other chapters were so good. Yeah, no, everything was good this week. That's why I'm. That's why I. And yes, I am also saying my hair academia was good, guys. Let's be very well, clear. We'll get. We'll cross that. Bridge. Am... We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about Chainsaw Man. I thought it was very. It was very interesting read. I, I like it a lot. Um, Brian, what did you think? Um, I thought it was a cute little chapter, aside from the shoes covered in guts. Um, yeah, that was gross. Though this chapter is pretty much setting up that girl to become a weapon for the war devil. Mm. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Without a doubt. You, oh, my God. Why? I forgot. I forgot he gives it up like that, man. I go, I'm not attached to the friend. It's just such knowing that that's definitely going to happen. Like, like, don't even get it twisted. Don't yeah. even think for a moment. That she's more, going to be alive for more than like ten more chapters. Yeah, Something, I give it more. I give it less than three, three mm, or less. Mm. She's going to be dead. Maybe she might even die next chapter. To be honest, let's be Damn, real here. Brian. Cruelty. <laughs> the moment, the moment she sees Den, the more, the moment she sees Denji, instant. Can <laughs> mm. <laughs> rip her fucking rip her into a weapon. Mm. Well, anyway, continue on, Brian. I mean that's it. Uh, it's a it was a nice little chapter. Um, the friends are probably going to become weapons soon, so we'll see. I'm just excited to see Denji. Like this is the same thing I said last week, but <laughs> I just want to see him, man. I want to see my boy. Yeah. Well, I guess all that leaves is Josh. Uh, if you have any uh, deeper thoughts about it. No, I I actually don't. Um, I. 
I just really want to emphasize that I did really enjoy this chapter. It was a pleasant read. And um, again, this was a heavy week. They had to contest with uh, the return of One Piece in a few other chapters popping off. It didn't even have Jujutsu Kaisen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been crazier. Uh, But, yeah, it is what it is. All right. Well, with that being said, I suppose we should move on to our next series. Uh, Let's move onward. My Hero Academia. All right, nerds. Brian's going to take the reins for this one. My Brian Academia has finally reached its Uh final form. All right, so this chapter picks up from where we left Wait, off. Wait, what's the with, title uh, of the chapter, Brian? You got to do cha- oh. My Hero Academia, chapter 360. My Hero Academia, chapter 360. All right, so this chapter picks up from when uh, Bakugo is getting his ass mollywopped by fucking um, Shigaraki. <laughs> uh, the chapter actually starts with him having his foot on top of Bakugo's head, and he's kind of just... He's kind of just like, he's still continuing to shit talk. He's like, oh shit, where the fuck your boy at? Yo, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Yo, yo, you remember when I beat your ass before? And this dude got mad fucking pissed off. Yo, I just wait until he sees this shit now. And he kind of like, I remember. He kind of grabs Bakugo with his toes that and flings him up. That was crazy. And then he uses the, uh, the same leg that he flung up. He brings it down and breaks Bakugo's gauntlet. Oh, the same swing. That shit, that was sick. The level of disrespect. <laughs> Finesse and disrespect. You ever pulled someone's time. hair? You ever pulled someone's hair with your toes? Ugh. I seen I seen I seen a video on Instagram where like they they grab the their like Uber Eats delivery, like their food delivery, like with the toes out the door. They cracked the door open, grabbed the bag with their toes and brought it in and shut the door quick. And I was like, wow. That's exactly what this shit reminds me of. <laughs> it's way more extreme. Dude, and you know Shigaraki's... Yeah, going to a Uber Eats. Oh, and it's Shigaraki's feet out of everyone. Oh. Look at all of the little toes. Oh, it's so crusty. <laughs> and as he's talking shit to Bakugo, it kind of looks like he struck the fear of God into him or something. Like, I don't know what exactly happened here, but he kind of, I guess, put the image in Bakugo's head that he is fucking dead. Gotcha, real quick. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. I'm going to show you. It's not what Brian is talking about specifically, but here we go. Yeah. Is it in focus? Well, it's time for reality really. check. Katsuki Bakugo. We only get the top yeah. off at the bottom. But so he, And then he really drives it home with the you'll never be as big or as, as, uh, as uh, Deku. And um, Nedure comes in and she shoots one of her fucking shockwaves at him. But this dude, foul as he is, uses Bakugo as a fucking shield for the attack. So, so Nedure kind of <laughs> uh, had to kind of change the trajectory of her blast. But this opened up um, a an attack for Sun Eater. To come in from behind and drop a venom toxin inside of him. Um, he didn't like that shit. So he just fucking exploded with a bunch of fucking Whoa. First of all, body parts. You missed this thing, Brian. He, Shigaraki grows a, a mouth outside of his shoulder and spits the poison out. 
Oh, and says, that's and what says that pathetic. Was. Yeah. Like, was was that supposed to be the setup? That was what this is all for? Like, yeah, and then he explodes. Weak ass venom, nigga. I didn't oh. notice that. That's crazy. Yeah. Then he does this weird it explosion. It was pretty sick, And he does this explosion yeah. where it looks like a bunch of fucking trees with fucking mouths and tongues and shit. Fingers. Mm-hmm. And he... And then uh, this also surprisingly opens up Mirko to come in and Mirko. get... Not Mirko. Mirio to come in and sneak Bakugo out. Uh, so he tosses him to Genus and he's like, I, it's just you and me now, bitch. <laughs> And um, surprisingly, Shigaraki remembers uh, Lemillion. Stupid fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I remember your <laughs> stupid face from Jocko. <laughs> and uh, as they're kind of talking, uh, you know, uh, Lemillion is kind of explaining his job, like his his uh, role in this operation for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of just I kind of just message. I, I pass messages along Um I get around if I if people need help. I'm I'm the backup essentially, and he's kind of showing his versatility in this situation by being able to kind of phase through uh, Shigaraki's attacks and his overgrowth. Um, and Shigaraki's like, "Nah, bro, you you just fucking suck. All this shit is gonna fall apart." And then <laughs> Mirio is like, "Oh, I get it." You got no friends. <laughs> you ain't you ain't never been to Applebee's with the boys. <laughs> Which yeah, we want to address that later. <laughs> and then Shigaraki is actually stunned by this. He's like, "Huh, man, and, what'd you say?" Uh, and uh, Mirio's like, "Otherwise, you realize there's plenty worth keeping around." As he kind of blasts through and. Punches him right in the gut with uh, Nedere's shock blast on his on his forearm, as he kind of phases through all the, all of his overgrowth, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks like a pretty good blow, but I doubt it's going to be that heavy against this guy. Um, then we cut back to uh, Best Genist after he recovered Bakugo from Shigaraki, and he's kind of like trying to tend to Bakugo's wounds. He's like, "Hey, come on, man, give me your fucking arm. Let me fix that shit," but. Bakugo seemingly looks like he's out of it. And um, Genus notices tears coming out of Bakugo's eyes onto his gauntlets. And he's this kind of leaves him a little sad, like a little, a little upset. He's like, oh, shit, man. Look at what we're doing with these kids. He's kind of like, all right, come on. Give me your arm. We'll, we'll get this shit figured out. But we need to we need to kind of get you out of here or some shit. And. All he hears is Bakugo muttering, right side, finger faint. And he is shocked that Bakugo is still in the game despite everything that's happening to him. And we get this big shot of Bakugo with determined with a ter- determined glare on his eyes while he's crying, uh, ready to get back into the fucking fight. And that is chapter 360 of My Hero Academia. What do you guys think? You want to go first, Josh? Or- I think you should go first, Chris. Uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, I uh, I really like this chapter. Um, there's a, a couple things to dissect. First of all, I like what Nedra is doing here. <laughs> I didn't need her to do like something cool. Like she didn't have to take down Shigaraki by herself. But I like her support. I like that she gloms her shockwaves onto people. I think that's pretty cool and utilitarian and pretty sweet. Um, yeah, 
it adds a, a layer of depth to her ability that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it just seemed like cool Spyro Blast, you know? Yeah, I, I don't need her to be the the overall hero here, or the secret strongest one. I just need. Oh her to no, of do, course not. Do cool shit. <laughs> do yeah. cool things, just like Sunnier. Cool, that's cool shit. That's certified cool shit. It's certified right cool shit. <laughs> um, so I'm happy with that. Um, New Jump City seal of approval. By the way, guys, uh, leave a like. Yeah. Comment if you're digging the the podcast. Yeah. You should also sub. And then, uh, hey, share it with the homies, you know? Definitely. But anyway, as you were saying, Chris. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the big three, it's pretty cool. It's cool to see them in action together. I hope we get to see a little bit more of it um, before Bakugo gets back in the game. Uh, it would be cool to see them, like, uh, do some cool shit together. Um, I, uh, there's, yeah, it, 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 that that part's pretty cool. The stuff with Bakugo is very intriguing uh, because, you know, it is, it is obviously, like, Bakugo's not going to take shit talking lying down uh i'm actually in the middle of my reread of my hero i finally made it uh i just made it to the sports festival um and uh you know it was the first time he met monoma and uh monoma like trolled him so hard that like he stole all like monoma's headband when he didn't have to <laughs> like monoma was yeah. like, trying to stay in the game but because he talked so much shit bakugo took everything from him uh so you know this is very much in line, you know, it, it is cool. Like he's basically right now analyzing Shigaraki's moves. That's what the muttering is. He's like right side finger. He's fainting there, you know, like he's just like studying everything. So he has an opportunity to strike. If you notice on that big final page, there's like these little sparkles everywhere. Yes. Yes. I think Bakugo's heading for an awakening. <laughs> um, oh, yes. I think the boy is going to go super saiyan. Uh, and uh, I'm here for it. I love, I, you know, I love Bakugo. Um, I remember like reading early My Hero and just like, he was, he, he may have been a an asshole, but he was like, very, he's a very like fun character in that like he was, he was an asshole, but he was also like the real fucking deal. Like he was. Right. That, that, that it's worth saying. He mm -hmm. wasn't like um, um, the kid from Yu Yu Hakusho, you know? Who like was that dickhead rival to 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 Yusuke? Yeah. Um Urimeshi. But oh <laughs> yeah, but Kurobara was really kinda he wasn't a joke, but you know, it, it took a lot of development before he got to a certain point where niggas respected him. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I found out in the tournament arc, he still wasn't really respected all the way to the very end. <laughs> so I'm kinda still perturbed by that, but you know, whatever. What well We'll have that discussion one Another day. Time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that, honestly. Um, he is tight right now. And like his eyes look like explosions. Like his um his iris, his pupils and shit. Yeah. It looks like there's a supernova going on in there. Um, so I'm here for that too. Uh, I, I really like this chapter. Uh, I'm excited for what happens next. Hopefully we get a little bit more of the big three, but then like more Bakugo. I'm here for it. Um, right, right. I don't think we have a break from My Hero next week either. Oh, yeah. No, we don't. So very excited. Nice. Um, very, very excited. Yeah. But those are all my thoughts. I thought it was great overall. Okay. What do you think? I guess I'll move forward. Yeah, I'll move forward with my thoughts. So like I mentioned, um, this was my runner up. Mm. I've really really like this chapter and you know i actually found myself not enjoying it on the first read 
I didn't, you know, I had the same kind of jaded, like, uh, whatever, you know. But that's not true. I was really, the, 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 the thing in this chapter that popped off to me immediately was um, the action between um, Shigaraki and the big three. I thought their teamwork was was well choreographed uh, through the art, and it showed that these three are like you know they're a real team. It's not just a three guys that can beat you up really good. These guys are a unit, you know, and and that's what I expect. I'm I'm expecting to see more of this in another chapter. I hope so. I think we could get a little bit more of this prolonged to where they're able to significantly like. Hinder Bakugo. They said they want Bakugo. Um, um, sh- all right. I guess I'll have a theory about how I think it goes, but I'm just saying I do want to see more of them fighting. They like, like we all know, they're not going to beat him, but I want them to show out yeah. and, 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 and have some more like high IQ, uh, fighting, uh, so to speak. Mario, I was sleeping on before, but this fight made me realize like, oh shit, like, Without the quirks, he really does have a hard time against... Uh, uh, Shigaraki would have a hard time against someone like Mirio, you know? I mean, most people generally would. But specifically, Bakugo, since he has to make contact with you, and Mirio can completely determine whether you do or don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even to take it a step further, you know, he says that I can, I can get in close, sure, but on my own, I can't deal hard-hitting damage. I think he's kind of telling himself short because he part of the I, I remember them breaking that down that it's not just that he can you know make himself intangible he's using the momentum and shooting himself out yeah from these things and that makes you that's that increases your velocity and your strength you know it's just that i guess shigaraki is just that hardy you know He's just that much of a tank at this point mm-hmm. where and plus you know i guess even if he was to fucking break his head open, he'd probably still be able to revive anyway with his weirdo mutation. So that's fair. I'm just saying that it kind of reminded me that Mario is that nigga. I forgot. Oh yeah. I forgot. forget. I mean, I that's... told you. Yes. I told you last week, bro. <laughs> yeah. You told me, but my point still stands that it's not my fault that I fell asleep on the nigga. It's not my <laughs> fault. It's the author's fault, bro. He hasn't been in the game for a while. That's fair. No, he has not. That was completely his decision to do that. Like, right. Not going to linger on this, guys, because I want to keep continuing to what I like, what I uh, enjoyed the most about the chapter was the angle of Bakugo. I remember last week having a lot of anger towards the situation. Even though I said I did enjoy the chapter overall, I I really didn't like what they was doing to Bakugo because I just feel like, in my mind, I was looking at it like, yeah, I know Bakugo is going to have his moment of retribution. Sure, sure, sure. But what does it fucking matter? It's like, you deadass disrespecting this kid, and I already know he's going to get his moment. And it's going to be some quick, you know, turn the table shit. You know, I, I, I feel like I've seen the writing on the walls, and I was just projecting these, 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 like, these realities so that I wouldn't be disappointed. But guys, I'm actually very excited for you know, what Bakugo is about to do. Um, I think it means something that on the second read of this chapter, I noticed that he was crying. Mm-hmm. I thought that when he seen him crying at first, what happened was that best genus confused that with the sweat. 
You know what I'm saying? Because you know sweat's his thing, like you know with 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 his quirk, and that he wasn't actually crying like a bitch. Is that he was just still focused in like like sweating from staying. You know, my, you know, I, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of what they was implying, but I think when I'm to me, I think Bakugo's showing a level of emotion and almost vulnerability. That we've never seen before. Mm. I've never seen him cry. And has he? Had, and I think he's had he a has. moment where maybe he got so frustrated. But, like, he got his heart broken just now. Sugar Rocky really shattered his world for a moment. Mm-hmm. It did. And what Bakugo did was decide to be exactly who the fuck he is. And say, like, man, I don't care about none of what you're saying. I'm that nigga and I'm going to figure out. I'm, I'm going to figure out. I'm going to figure you out. And I, and I, I am a fair out of way to, to, to blow your fucking mouth off your face. <laughs> you know, we feel the kind of way. You was right, bro. You was right how you was talking about it earlier. Um, That, yo, like, that is Bakugo's character, man. He ain't just someone that talks shit, bro. He's about it. And that doesn't just happen because he wills it. You know, he is a thinker. He is a strategic. He's an asshole, sure. But I'm looking forward to it. This is my theory. I think that the three are going to hold Bakugo, I mean, hold, uh, god damn it, man, um, Shigaraki down to the point that Bakugo is able to pull off another big move, which is going to be his awakening. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think it has to do with him. Because remember, like, all right, like, sweat is one thing, but why can't it extend to other bodily fluids like blood, your tears, maybe mucus? Who, who I don't know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I do think I didn't actually think awakening when I first seen it, but I, there you go. I, I think we're gonna see that, and I think they're gonna fucking destroy Shigaraki to the point that he can't even like adapt anymore, and all he's gonna have is his quirk for his meteoria, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, I need, I think they're gonna really fuck Shigaraki up now, and I'm actually pretty excited. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Bakugo. I'm not even mad about the adults because they've been trying hard, and again. These three students, it's not about the fact that they're overpowering Shigaraki, it's that their powers are working in such a way that they can disrupt him. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're they're strong. They fight alongside the regular heroes. Bakugo's been a prodigy. Best Venus and all these other guys are trying their hardest. Things are flowing. That's all I'm saying. I'm satisfied. And I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Those quick- are my thoughts. Quick, uh, oh, one last thing, but you can rebuttal. Go ahead. Oh, just a real fast thing. Um, the yeah. the the sweat that Bakugo, it only it's apparently only from his palms, like oh, until now. That's why I think until it's an now. awakening because you see the explosions manifesting around him, which indicates that like it may be blood, it may be tears, but it's also like maybe like the sweat is like the sweat, the nitroglycerin sweat is now spreading more front like less from his palms and more from his entire body. So he could be right. able to manifest it from anywhere. But um yeah, there is a specific up to this point uh Horikoshi has specified that the sweat the nitroglycerin sweat comes from his palms specifically. Okay. But um yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh what was your last Makes thing? Sense. Okay. Let's go back to page 11. Oh my god. Okay. Mario Ask him, so why do you destroy, right? Shigaraki mm-hmm. says, because the current framework has failed. Right? 
Which then, Mario replies, oh, I get it. You've never had any friends. Otherwise, you'd realize there's plenty worth keeping around. I had mixed feelings about that statement. Mm-hmm. Okay? You two know very you two know very much how I feel about society <laughs> in general, but for the listeners, I'm gonna put it to you like this. Even though Horikoshi has been handling it in in my opinion a horrible, sloppy and ignorant way, to me it comes across and it could just be my how I perceive what Shigaraki kinda represents. But I, I just feel like it's almost uncanny. All right. Shigaraki says that the world is fucked up and he wants to change it. Everybody else, the heroes, a.k.a. the of the series, are at war with him and all these other bad guys to protect the status quo. Let's make, let's not get anything twisted. They all talk shit about a better tomorrow, a great day, but they had a period of time with All Might where they said that was a golden era. Like, that was the greatest times in that society was starting to deteriorate. So that was like all... They was already felt like we've had peak society that they wanted to maintain. So it's not about the heroes saying that we want to keep making things better for people. They just want... As far as I've seen... And what's been expressed in this comic, and you guys could express if y'all feel differently, you know. But I take it as they want to protect the status quo and how things are. And you know what, guys? It was not okay for everyone. All for one ain't shit. Sugar Rocky's a fucking psychopath. That goes without saying. But there were issues. And it's just like, oh, here comes Mario. Like, oh, man, <laughs> you... You just never had friends. That's why you think the world sucks. You know, but I can also... I can also look at it at face value. And he's saying, well, yeah, of course, you want to destroy everything on the face of this planet. Because that is actually what Shigaraki says. He's not saying he wants to reform things. He just wants to blow everything away because he's a sad, edgelord, weirdo, mm-hmm. orphan. Actually, I shouldn't have added the orphan. That's really mean. <laughs> Orphans aren't inherently that way, but I wouldn't blame them if they did act out that way because their lives are really fucking terrible, especially in America. I'm digressing. And then like that, it was like a little bit of a peak of the same shit that kind of bothers me. But I can also see that as Muriel, like checking him like, bro, like you don't have anybody you care about. That's why you want to destroy everything. But doesn't he have people he cares about? I know you used to. Remember his hero team? Yeah. Uh, okay. Remember, I mean, his, his villain team? He, he had a thumb. He, he, he got into, he risked his fucking life to stop these niggas on the highway just to take his arm back for what he did to Mr. Compress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Shigaraki I is think the- he cares at least a little bit, but... Shigaraki's you know, not exactly I'll... himself right now, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I think maybe that's a little reading into it a little bit. I mean, you know, we haven't seen a lot about heroes necessarily talking about how would they would kind of change society. But to be fair, in in the last couple... But they don't want to. Well, and to be fair, in the last couple weeks, 
they've been literally dealing in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> and I think like their priority was to make sure there wasn't rampant murder at all. <laughs> like everywhere we go, I feel like the situation has escalated. And I think what Shigaraki represents is uh, more, it's not necessarily that it's not a negation that the society was broken, but there's also extremists on the other side that would, that don't, that aren't focused really on making the problem better or more that they're uh-huh. just trying to destroy it. They're just trying to break uh, the system because of it. You know, uh, here's, here's my thoughts on the whole thing. So Josh is right on the fact that uh hero society does have some blatant problems in it. Oh yeah. Um, during all might's reign, it was said that it was the golden age, but it wasn't the golden age for heroism it was just the golden age because all might was there if all might wasn't there it would look a lot more like this but here's the thing the reason why it was it's not a golden age of heroism the reason why it's not that is because it was kind of like everybody wasn't really trying to be a hero it was pretty much all might doing the work for everybody he was the one who was kind of upholding the what josh would say the status quo essentially was that heroes were the top of the food chain and that meant that they all felt like they were indestructible and it was easy for things to fall through the cracks uh and shigaraki was one of the people that fell down the cracks of the system because of all might's existence he was so great that everybody felt like they could just do whatever they could just do fuck all because all might would just take care of it right so heroes weren't readily available to the public like they were supposed to be because they were lazy because all might was doing everything so um essentially i don't like this muriel line to to come back to this i don't like this muriel line because it just felt so random it felt so out of place it's not the right thing he should have said to shigaraki but this was easily the worst part of the chapter for me too but um i do think that this next generation is the change that shigaraki would have needed in when he was younger these are the people that should have been heroes uh when all might was around because these are the people who are going to do the right thing or going to be there for people who are lost um and whether he knows it or not shigaraki is bringing the change that he wants it's just not gonna end with him being the the on the receive like the positive end of it you know he's probably not gonna be the victor yeah because the change in the system is already here, and he just brought it apart, uh, about it faster, well, essentially. I think the, the if you want to call it the best thing Shigaraki did, is that they're, they're very aware of it now. Uh, like, the more sympathetic generation that is coming, you know, in Midoriya and the Class A and Class B students, they know. That's fair. Uh, they know now. I, I um, hope. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I don't, I don't think it's a. I, I'll be honest, Chris. I do not believe it's as automatic as you're making it. I'm seem. not saying I it's automatic. Think, I don't think any of these kids uh, have really challenged their point of view on no. that. Uraka has. They made it clear that, like, all right. So I think the reason why they make characters like Toga appear like like this and have her have such a prominent role in things is to show the the moral side, the moral argument of these kids and how they view the world. Because, like, the, easily they could just take her out and send her to jail and shit, right? But it's more than that. It's not just about defeating. It's about 
helping. It's about what's going, what's the real problem here. Like, that's why um, Midoriya and um, what's her name, Uraka. Uraka, were having that moment where they were yeah. both talk. They were both thinking to themselves, oh, "Man, why is it? Why like, how did this happen to her? Like, what what could we have done to like help her? You know?" Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's, it, what, I'm, that's that what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's automatic, yeah. but, you know, they're... Yeah, they're putting more of an empathetic twist on these kids, essentially. Um, and, yeah, for sure. The uh, it's, it's funny, because, like, when you look back, when uh, Horikoshi was, like, building this world, you, it, like, in the early chapters, he makes it known that, like, there is this, like, competitive free market type of look to superheroism in this world. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, like, agencies competing with each other, to be popular and you know they're doing it for profit to a degree um so yeah there is there's always been an underbelly of of brokenness to the society 100 percent um yeah i i uh i don't know i I, it is funny because like i'm here where i hear where you're coming from and i think like there's definitely got to be that conversation i would hope it happens like after the war, I guess, because I guess like you got to prioritize like just saving people's lives at this point, you know, right. at the time of what was happening when all of these criminals were let out and just like wreaking havoc across multiple cities and shit. And they didn't really have time to sit down and have a nuanced conversation. Exactly. About all that there, stuff. there wasn't any time given. So it's like, I, I do understand that, but that is why I kind of make that point where I no. feel like I don't. Yeah, Midori and Uraka did have that moment. And even now, as Uraka fights against um, Toga, they, her and at least at least three people, you know, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Midori, Uraka, and Miss Toadie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot her name. Who are you? Um, at least they ha- are starting to understand the level of empathy towards what we perceive as criminals you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i say that by the way what we perceive as criminals because the only thing that decides whether someone's a criminal or not is the law and law is made up you know Mm -hmm. it's 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 a collective decision we make so somebody could be a criminal one year and the next year they could not be a criminal if laws change i think that's important to specify but anyway yeah it's um just to wrap up the thought um also, we get a little bit of it with Todoroki, to be fair, also. Because he looks at Dobby. Todoroki? Yeah, Shoto. He, oh, yes, 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 yes. Where yeah. Dobby's like, I'm not, Dobby's not like, I'm going to throw you in jail. You know, he's just like, we're going to, we're going to, you may have to suffer consequences, but we're going to watch out for you because. Yeah, you're th- there's, all- there's sympathy being, being, you know, earned and. Or learned, I, I think. Empathy, learned, yeah. Yeah, I think empathy. Well, it's inherent within Shoto. He he had it, and now Endeavor has it because Endeavor also mm-hmm. is just like I'm gonna watch after. He's my responsibility. I'm gonna like my duty from this. Uh, if we get out of this alive, my duty is to watch over the son that I broke. Um, you know, um, and I think that's coming with Spinner because he's fighting against what is his own people in Shoji and in Ojiro and, you know, other hetero, uh, what was it called? Heteromorphs, you know, like the heteromorphs among the class A and class B, 
I imagine is what he's going to be going up against. And there's going to be commentary on that. Um, I think the League of Villains is going to end up achieving what they wanted one way or another. They just It's just like kind of a shame that these people have to be kind of the example uh, that society sets for what is an extreme, you know, like how many paths that could have taken that could have been different. And it's very parallel to the real world where like there are these examples of extremism and how different it could have been if one little thing was different, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. These people wouldn't have existed and done what they did if it wasn't for the systems in place that these heroes are desperately trying to maintain. Yeah. But, I, I do, I will retract and say that I guess it is unfair to say that, you know, there is no hope or that the at least the youth, the next generation isn't going to use this situation as a learning experience because they have to figure like, yo, we thought shit was great. And that whole time we thought shit was great, little seeds was being planted. And soon as, you know... Mm-hmm. The the big cloud of protection that was all might disappeared and that sun ray came down and made those seeds grow into the fucking situation it is now. Yeah. But getting another awful one is not going to help the situation. Yeah, I think that's what it's pointing I, you to. Know, right, right. And I, I, I do have faith in that message. I, I guess I, I'll wait and see. Um, I just, you know, like, it just, it just sounds so much like how people love to remember 60 years ago. Like, you know, people think about it like with nostalgia, like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, a society was great in the sixties and fifties and such. And it's like, yeah, for which group of people. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to that. And I got to remember that again, this comic is not reflective of the real world. However, it is, you can't, these kids are also taught that heroes are great. You know, that, like the society is basically like these are the good guys you know like there's uh they're established pillars in our society there are status symbols you know maybe they're not brainwashed but there are conditioned to believe that this is like the the status quo has been good forever and now they're just breaking out of that i think that's interesting to talk about it's interesting sure. to think about yeah really. i'm glad i was able to get those thoughts out that's why, you know, that's why My Hero Academia is so divisive sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like I get lost in, like, what the message actually is, and then I get nervous, mm-hmm. be, you know, because of the whole poli- the hero kind of similar to police aspect of it. But mm-hmm. y'all know how I feel about that. Yeah. And I will probably have much more to say on the topic as My Hero continues to unfold. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have just one thing to really go off of right now and it's um i kind of just realized that bakugo and midoriya are kind of having reverse like story paths you know i kind of feel like when the story started off uh midoriya was kind of the crybaby and everything you know the person who got bullied the person who dealt with cruelty and now bakugo at this point is the one that's dealing with the cruelty and dealing with the bullying that he kind of inflicted on somebody else. So it's kind of like a full circle, which is why I feel like it's interesting that the chapter is called 360 because it's like Bakugo's arc is kind of going full circle. Wait, um, wasn't it chapter 360? The chapter yeah. is 360. What's the title of the chapter, though? 
not 360. <laughs> in, oh, you're just saying that like it's yeah. it's like right. Okay. Oh, that was very artful, Brian. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting that, you know, in the first chapter we see Deku crying and now 360 chapters later in full a full circle and Bakugo is the one that's crying now. Um so I think it, it's it's pretty interesting to see that, you know, it's like Bakugo had all the confidence and Deku had all the emotion and now Bakugo had to learn how to deal with his emotion to become like to really accept his emotions to become better. So I think this was a pretty beautiful way to end the chapter with Bakugo crying because it shows that he's finally accepted that he's human. He's not a god. He's a human being who can be def- who can be broken. And this is him finally kind of accepting that. And this is a really beautiful fucking chapter for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, It's such an inspiring moment for Bakugo to have, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's all I really had to say about it. So that's that's why it was so close. It was such a close uh, thing. If it wasn't for that weird-ass fucking Mirio part, I this probably would have won RGC for me. Yeah. But I really, I really love this for Bakugo. Yeah, that's a really good point, Brian. I didn't even catch that. that. That's kind of smart. I like the idea that, like, well, yeah, Bakugo is this bully. And, you know, when when you're a bully, eventually you're going to come up against someone you can't, that's going to bully you back, who's not going to be nice to you very much. Eventually you're going to find yourself on the opposite side of that. And the bully boomerang. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, this guy was definitely the bully boomerang. Came back and called <laughs> him, he called him a minnow. He said, "What did that mean, Minnow? Minnow, minnow oh is God. a fish. It's a small fish that like follows. You know, I think it like, yeah, you know, he know. He called him a runt. Yeah, he roasted him. Just yeah, like I was wondering Midoriya. why he was giving him why Bakugo was the one who's getting treated this foul, <laughs> and it's because of that that storyline. It's because this is the reverse. This is this is this him is the humbling the end of." Yeah, this is him at the end of Midoriya's beginning. This is the humbling of Bakugo. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he does from here on out. You know, of course, fucking love Bakugo, but he really needed this moment. And I feel like um, Horikoshi really hit the nail on the head with this one. It was really beautiful. Agreed. Yeah, this was a very well done chapter. Yeah, can't wait for the next one. It was short, mm-hmm. too. Was like yeah, but jam-packed. Pages. Yeah. It was okay. It's a well done short chapter. Yeah, unlike yeah. the bleach ones. <laughs> oh, um, you'll forever be the butt of our jokes. Hmm. <laughs> or Josh's that Yeah, for sure for me. Anyway, uh shall Do we Do I have to read it again, bro? Is that what it is? I would give it a shot. I'm reading I'm reading it uh slowly. I'm I'm not exactly at the Soul Society arc yet, but I'm getting there. Oh, shit. I'm still I, like I I read it at a very very slow pace, you know. If I've got nothing going on, I'll throw it mm. on for a little bit. Um, okay. All right. Well, shall we move onward? Yes. All right. Yes. Let's let go. Undead unluck. Number one twenty. Yeah, this is Undead Unluck chapter one hundred and twenty. Um, did you want to do this right? Are you gonna? Um. Yeah. I, I said I would. I said I would. Right, go for it. I said I would. All right. Um, num- all right. Undead Unluck, chapter number 120. This is much easier. 
Oh, you know, I actually did not notice the chapter name when I first mm. read this. Guys, this was my third place for favorite. Wow. Almost got the RGC, actually, uh, to be honest. But I had to check myself before I made a completely biased decision. I try to have <laughs> a little bit of, like, you know, fairness to it. I try to yeah. think of a better word. But anyways... Yeah, this is, uh, I really like this chapter, guys, and you'll see why soon. So, um, last chapter, Billy pulled up to the scene and was trying his fucking hardest to fight off, uh, Unruin, but he is the ultimate cheese lord and cannot be stopped by conventional means. Um, also, we learned a little bit about why Billy made the decisions he did, and, uh, created a full reform in chris and i's mind right mm-hmm. full reform 100 percent. yeah 180 flip to respect and, and understanding billy and also legitimizing that arc mm-hmm. he did that all in one chapter guys you have to read the series if you're not <laughs> yeah it's impressive <laughs> yeah this um yeah i'm gonna say some wild things later <laughs> i'm gonna say some wild things later all right we also found out that Billy's ability is called unfair, which, like, we knew he could copy abilities, but now we know that he has to have the people not like him in order for his unfair ability to work. Mm-hmm. He can also only hold up to six. That was confirmed already, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we also found out that he lost a few abilities. Actually, am I get? I'm, I think I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So let me just break this down. Um... Okay, he's still... Alright, so... To the first page of the chapter, Billy's, you know, continuing to explain that, yeah, like, if I ain't have y'all hate on me, I wouldn't have been able to use these abilities. So, yep, that's why I was evil. And everyone's like, word, word, word. Alright. Cool, thanks. You valid. <laughs> you good. Okay. Plot hole. Field. Um, <laughs> a coin on ruin is like, Oh, you think your power's so cool? Guess what? It doesn't really affect me no matter what, because I have a way to get around it. It is what it is, guys. He's unruined. Take the sarcasm. So he's ostensibly like, he's got a healing factor because he cannot be ruined. And he has some extra shit, too. He has two UMAs (laughs) on him, which is blood and shadow. Ah, that's... Okay. Oh. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. 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 And he can't be ruined. Okay. Now that we're all on the same page <laughs> about unruined, mm-hmm. let's talk that good shit about how it's a pathetic ability and it could never hold a candle to God Almighty. Then we get a flashback. And he's like, yeah, I guess uh, um, the scientist whose name I forgot already, even though he was one of my favorite characters in the series. Nico. Nico. Um, Nico Robin and Undead are talking in the uh, in this like room, talking about um, the prospect of adding Undead to the team, and like that he negates death. And everyone's like, for real? And he's like, dead ass. <laughs> he can't die. Um, right. Mm-hmm. He said, but we ended up letting him escape. Which okay, so that's when Billy was first intrigued and thought, okay, this is 
this is the guy I need to steal his ability. Like, if I get this ability, I can defeat God. Fair enough. I, I felt like if I couldn't die, nothing could stop me. Yeah. Including God. So why not? Fair logic, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. So then I guess we skip forward to... I don't, I don't think this is when Billy betrayed them. This is probably, like, leading up to when he was... Like, this is probably plans he was setting in motion before he straight up betrayed uh, the Union. Um, I don't think it really matters. But he starts explaining how, like, there's, like, no way of getting around, like, his ability. Uh, okay, no, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm... You forming my thoughts. This is definitely prior to him betraying Union because they're still speaking of Andy by his like by himself on yeah. his own. Yeah, he hasn't right. exactly uh, betrayed them yet. Right, right, right. And then he says you ended up, you ended up meeting Fulco, and you know we get some more action where like Unruin is trying to, um, you know, get his weird old blood attack. To hit Andy and Fuko, and um, Billy tells Tatiana to make what's that a cylinder blast? That's like a beam he's shooting, da- she's shooting down, right? That's yeah, the using, cylinder, yeah. She can focus her untouchable ability down to that specific right, right, right. in the cylinder, right? So she's kind of like pinning the actual body of uh, Unruined back, right? Um, and then uh, Billy locates Shadow. And hits him and hits Shadow with um with Unchange, right? So he hits so he hits the Shadow with Unchange and then hits his blood with Unmoved, totally freezing him in place, mm-hmm. so that he can't do anything about it, right? Which um I'm right so far. Yeah, yeah. That's, everything checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruins letting him know, like, bro, like, who cares, like. You can't kill me. <laughs> we, we can stay like this forever. Like, let's see who let's see who survives first, right? Um, you know, they start to say how they all did a good job. I mean, Billy did his job. He said that you know, I, like I'm gonna hold you here so that you know Andy and Fuku can move forward and do whatever it is they need to do. Right, get to the table. I think mm-hmm. that's what they just trying to find. Um, but so then we get a little bit more mon- uh, monologue inside of Billy's head where he's like explaining how like you know he basically thought like alright with Undead I could still you know like I wanted to take his ability but I you know he likes I'm, me too much I'm, I'm so mixed up guys I'm sorry because I, I swear I read this I, I swear it. I had this in my mind okay I'm trying to do this without reading it panel by panel but essentially he's saying Oh, excuse me, guys. Sorry. I'm having all types of difficulties here. People <laughs> calling me. Okay. He explains how that he wanted him to despise me, to despise Billy. He said that he was a cruel man and uh, who used Fuku as a tool to kill himself. And that's why he thought, like, oh, I could, like, manipulate you. Like, you're just this, like, asshole. But he realized over time that, nah, like, Andy's a solid fucking dude. You know? So... He said, I never thought that I wouldn't. Okay. So basically, after real, you know, after coming to the 
understanding that, you know, Andy was a cool dude. He, I guess, like, Andy stopped kind of hating him as well. It happened, like, simultaneously, and he just kind of came to the fact that, like, all right, I'm not going to be able to use your ability to beat God, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't say it explicitly, but I feel like the point he's trying to make, and again, which is to explain the reasoning behind Billy's actions, was that he was like, he thought he could use Undead, and then he was like, oh, shit, I could use Fuko, too. But he couldn't get Fuko to hate him because Fuko loved everyone. Mm-hmm. She's so kind. It's She's so kind to the point that it's linked to her fucking negation ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because God is so cruel and wanted to punish her for what for who she wants to be, yeah. which is a loving person. <laughs> like, that's really what's going on here, guys. I, like, it's a lot of meta stuff. But, um... Yeah, it was why I use and it all it all makes sense. And he even says like I never thought I wouldn't be able to use an ability that I had that I had already stolen. So it also goes to explain why like his reform was deeper than just Shonen Hero smacking some sense into him. He 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 realized he was not gonna win. His plan wasn't gonna work out. But not only that, like now, nah, like these two could probably do it. And I need to change gears because the goal was always to defeat God. Mm-hmm. That was always the goal. Everything checks out. Wonderful execute, uh, execution by the author. Um, but we're not done with this chapter, guys. Because Mr. Bentley starts talking that shit. So, in the previous chapter, in My Hero Academia, I understand. I feel like Muriel said that to Shigaraki, said, said that sentence to him to kind of annoy him and try to throw him off. Kind of like how Peter Parker does when he fights people and cracks mm-hmm. little jokes, right? That's what Billy's doing right now. Yeah. He's definitely trying to get... Like, he's not telling... Like, um... So... Actually, Unruined does it to himself. Nigga calls him an idiot, and he's like, you negators can struggle to your heart's content, but God will rule all. Right? So, the funny thing is that, like, you know... He's like, man, I got you stuck in place. You straight, right? So he starts talking that shit. says, you pathetic negators are nothing more than vessels to make the world go round. Sure, sure, sure. You guys suck. God is perfect. I'm going to kill all you guys up. And then uh, Billy's like, oh, so you're an inferior version of undead, are you? Right? Yep. Oh, no. uh, Yeah. He says that, but I neglect to mention that, like, Unruin has, like, this weirdo hard-on for Undead. I guess he thinks that his ability is beautiful as well, and that he is very okay with Undead and himself looping to the next world. Well, he's saying that because his powers... He he considers himself, like, similar to Undead because he's Unruin. He can't be killed. And uh, Andy, Andy also loops through. And that's why, like, Billy realizes, like, oh, yeah, sure, you're, like, similar, but you're, like, a shittier version of Undead. Yeah, he starts, like, really, like, laying it on him. Yeah. I mean, just telling him how, like, like, yeah. I'm just saying word for word, guys. Dude, he says this. He basically says, like, yo, sure, you're, like, you can't be killed and you got a healing factor. You're not, like, I guess you're, like, immortal to a degree, but you don't... You don't make it through every loop. You know that, right? Like, you you don't loop like Andy does. Like, Andy survives to the point where he he doesn't need the arc to... Co- like, he just, like, exists throughout every loop. 
you you die every time, just like us. Whereas Andy just like kind of comes back victor, like the ultimate form of Andy, which is Victor, his true subconscious form, lives through every loop. And it continuously lives it through every time warp, basically. You reset just like the rest of us. You don't you're not like him. So, you know, if by your logic, Undead is is the re, is the actual true true chosen one by God, because he's he can loop unlike you because you suck. Not only that, this is like the first time we've ever met. You didn't even make it to this level all this time. Every loop, you've never met us. <laughs> yeah. So you know, he basically says like, the only one chosen by here by God here is undead and not an imperfect reject like you. Uh, yeah so uh billy looks at him yeah billy's like well at least but at least i can substitute your ability for undeads and use it to slay god um and it turns out uh now billy has unruin because unruin hates him (laughs) oh fucking sick was that that's a really cool reveal to me man um and that's, yeah, he, he also says, I couldn't, he said, uh, well, this is much easier, uh, going back to the title of the chapter, I couldn't care less about being hated by someone I despise, so thanks, Ruin. Man, talk about the turntables, like, Billy finessed that, and the crazy thing is that it didn't even have to go down that way, mm-hmm. it really didn't, but when Ruin started talking that shit, so Billy was like, Bet. you know what? You know what I thought about? <laughs> Let me tell you why you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm a... <laughs> so I've been thinking about this for a little while, actually. On the way here, well, my motorcycle ride, I pondered these things. Yeah. And I'd never met you. Not once. No one talked about you. You're nobody. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Now he has Unruin, and it's like, what can he do to Billy now? This is sick. Yeah. And Billy still has other abilities. Yeah, he does. He has five others. Um, but yeah, that was Undead Unluck. Um, I guess I'll get into my thoughts. I thought this chapter was pretty rad as well. Um, pretty rad. Yeah, uh, th- this last few pages was really cool. Um, just the way that he like reversed psychology to himself into being able to steal uh, Ruin's ability. Because Ruin didn't... like. You, he, I think you have to have like definitely feelings of animosity towards Billy. And Unruin, although he was like an antagonist, just like saw him as a bug, he had to smush, you know, he's not a threat. I don't hate this guy, you know, he just got to go. Um, but yeah, now he, he's like really like just reversed it to a point where like now he has basically a healing factor somewhat similar to Andy's. He, he can't die as easy and that's pretty cool. I don't know what this means for his ability to loop. I guess he can just like join the arc with Fuko and Andy maybe. Because he he does say that his uh, his he's he intends to use it to slay God, but I don't know if that means he's. I think mean, he was just saying that to get him tight. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it was really cool. Um, Billy's rad. <laughs> this whole arc has been great, uh, pretty much top to bottom. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's all I got to say. Um, Josh, what do you think? Um, did Unruin always have fangs? Yes. Okay, yes, you're right. He did. He just looked so crazy in that last picture. He looks different. Yeah. 
He's going to get the Byakugan now. <laughs> Byakugan. 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 Oh, man. Shout out to the Abridged series. <laughs> what was the best Abridged series? I like the Attack on Titan one. I've only seen literally like two episodes. There's only ever been one. Oh, then I only seen that one episode and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. Better than all the Dragon Balls, the abridged combined. Mm. The same guy. Sorry. Maybe that's a hot take. I know, I'm just saying. They they did great with Attack on Attack Titan. On Titan. They did. The potato girl, yo. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what did you think, Josh? Final. Oh. Yeah. Um. Give me a moment to gather my thoughts. I feel like I shared a lot of it as I was talking, but I'm just going to rehash it. They, um, the author, which whose name I'm about to look up right this second. Don't help me, Chris. Okay. Um, Yoshi, oh, to, uh, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshifumi Tozuka. There you go. Um, did such a great job of reconciliating Billy. I mean, I don't know how all you guys feel listening that are Undead Unlock fans, but you know, I thought it was hand. We've it's been well documented that we think that his turnaround was a little hasty and kind of out of nowhere, and we just kind of had to accept it and roll with the punches. So I didn't want to nitpick at it, you know. Um, as a you know, I just didn't have the same level of respect and expectations for the series as I do as something like My Hero Academia or now Jujutsu Kaisen in One Piece, etc. You know, so I was able to just kind of like not get so annoyed by certain things. But for what it's worth, he 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 just perfectly ex- like I just this is what I mean when I say is like I'm about to say some wild shit. I felt like when I read, I'm not saying this is for sure the case, but when I got to that last page, I felt like wow, everything was leading to this point. Mm. Everything. That happened with Billy was to lead to this fight against Unruin, but I know that's not true. This is no way. You know what I mean? Like, there's not enough things that fall into place for it to be like, oh, of course he'd end up fighting Unruin and be in this situation. It, you know, but I can still appreciate the competency involved in, you know, stringing together that like, like uh, this this little situation. Like, he didn't have to do this. I would have been just fine if he didn't. But he, to me, showed me that he has that next gear. And that if this if this series does continue longer than I anticipate it to, that it will be continue to be incredible and probably get better and better. Mm-hmm. Other than that, don't really have any, too much other great thoughts uh solid what? heavy thoughts that's it i love the chapter guys yeah. third best could have been rgc and it's competing against goat piece bro yeah the return of goat piece the re- a fucking world building chapter <laughs> it, it it gave it a fight bro yeah that, that is significant guys you have to understand the severity of that and if i don't read one piece or watch it to understand what we're talking about stop smoking crack Start watching One Piece. It'll make up for the for the crack. Yeah, Trust stop, me. Stop with the crack, guys. I inject that shit into my vein every time I read it. Every chapter is <laughs> literary, literary, literary cocaine. Mm. Literary crack. Mm. Literary morphine. Mm. Nailed it. 
Any 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 drug you want to use. Yeah, insert your favorite drug. I don't here. I don't I don't shoot drugs in my veins, so I wouldn't know, guys. Sorry. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. We don't shoot drugs up our veins at New Jump City podcast. No. But I do smoke a lot of weed. Yes, he does do that. <laughs> I do do that. Well, no surprise there. Yeah. Well, then that's uh, that's it. That's undead on luck. Uh, and that has been our show. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, this is the longest episode we've done in a while, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how we got this far. Uh, but, uh, Did we cover X-Men? Sheesh. Imagine. But um, yeah, thank no, you guys. I don't. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at NY Chillin on Twitter. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out his streaming at uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. He plays video games on there. Follow him there. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, check us out. Uh, you can comment underneath uh, the videos as well. Let us know how you feel there about the chapters, your questions, any questions you have for us. Uh, let us know. Uh, and uh, give us a subscribe while you're at it. Subscribe to the podcast. Like it. Share it. Do all the things. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, it usually goes up first because uh, it's easier to edit. <laughs> so uh, it goes up first. Usually check us out there. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and uh yeah that's it we got to get the hell out of here it's uh two and a half hours this episode already almost uh yeah yeah we went in uh i hope you guys enjoyed it though i hope you guys liked it i know we're a little late this week but sometimes life gets in the way black clover's coming back no stop it when in four days Swear to God. What? What Oh, man. Next week's going to be crazy. Oh, Oh my my God. Yeah, yo. Black Clover's coming back. Gold Piece is going to be. What? Dude, I think the whole. I think the gang's going to be back. The entire lineup. The whole fucking squad? The whole squad. (laughs) Oh, my God. And World Trigger's coming out this month. Oh, well, those are... Uh, we might have to do a separate episode for those. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that shit all together. Guys. No way that's happening. We can't. We can't possibly. But uh, Don't even don't even fool yourself. We might it's split not. it up. Uh, we might just like... Because Boruto's out this month. So what we can do is that we'll do the squad. And then we'll do uh, an episode for, for uh, Dragon Ball Super, World Trigger, and Chainsaw Man. Uh, Word up. But uh, yeah, that's it. Until then, thank you guys so much for listening. No, we're not going to cover Chainsaw Man Weekly? Chainsaw Man's on Tuesdays. We usually record Mondays. Unless you guys want to do it Tuesday. Well, we'll figure it out. Well, this is an off-mic we'll conversation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys very soon, actually. Um, yeah, stay safe, New Job Citizens. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. Like, comment, subscribe, and share.